When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conditions apply. It was John Maxwell who said leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Your ability to influence people within the sphere of your periphery. It's not about making a nice impression. It's about making an impact. It's about doing your best. I learned how to make an impact from the wisest person I ever met in my life, a third grade dropout. That third grade dropout, the wisest person I ever met in my life who taught me to combine knowledge and wisdom to make an impact was my father. My father taught himself how to read, taught himself how to write, decided in the midst of Jim Crowism, as America was breathing the last gasp of the Civil War, my father decided he was going to stand and be a man. Not a black man, not a brown man, not a white man, but a man. Saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. Quoting Henry Ford, saying if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. Lessons like these, son, don't judge people. The tendency of a person is to walk away from somebody that's different from them. You stay there and you get to know them. Vision is the ability to see the invisible. Don't judge. Son, you'd rather be an hour early than a minute late. We never knew what time it was at my house because the clocks were always ahead. 30 years, my father left the house at 3.45 in the morning. Why, Daddy? He said, maybe one of my boys will catch me in the act of excellence. Aristotle said, you are what you repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence ought to be a habit, not an act. If you're going to do a job, do it right. Do it the right way. Be kind to people. He always told us kind deeds are never lost. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Pride is the burden of a foolish person. You'll never be a great executive. You'll never be a great teammate if it's all about you. You'll never be a great staff member if it's all about you. Make sure that servant's towel is always big. Twelve years ago when Ozzie Smith walked into the Hall of Fame, he said, I've always been told how average I can be always been criticized about being average but i want to tell you something i stand here before you before all of these people not listening to those words but telling myself every single day to shoot for the stars to be the best that i can be good enough isn't good enough if it can be better and better isn't good enough if it can be best while you're struggling rock bottom can also be a great foundation on which to build and on which to grow person that gets up off the canvas and keeps growing that's the person that will continue to grow their influence don't ever forget that you're listening to the rick and bubba show the two sexiest fat men alive yeah you are eight minutes after the hour helmsy here alongside greg burgess speedy on vacation this week Adler Rockin' TV, Mr. Everything Video Production here. One hour from now, Rick and Bubba join us. So mark that. If you're not into us here kicking things off, come back in an hour. They'll be here. 
Then you have, uh, and it doesn't matter how they're watching, listening, Greg, YouTube, no, radio, podcast, whatever the case. A lot of options. Hey, we welcome you in, and thank you for making us just a little part of your day. RickandBubba.com for everything Rick and Bubba. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the phone number. We all we always want you to be a part of the program as well. Greg Burgess, and how are you? if not, we'll blow you up. We will. We will indeed. We actually have a button. On our sound effect instant replay that says "blow up," yep. So we will, we will certainly do that. Um, How are you, sir? I'm good. What about you? Well, right out the gate, I owe my family an apology. Why is that? I was a jerk yesterday about something. Yeah, yeah, it happens. So, I um, one of the biggest things in in my life over the past year has been my Raycon earbuds. This is not a commercial, by the way. This is actually an apology. Yeah, they are a sponsor of the show, but this has been a big part of my world. These go everywhere with me, where I'm listening to a ton of stuff. Whether I'm in the yard, whether I'm in the house doing dishes or laundry oh, or boy. whatever, I, I have them in all the time, listening to podcasts and music and whatever. Um, if I'm driving down the road, sometimes I don't even listen. I'll put these in instead of listening to my speakers, which I know is weird, but I, I will Raycons. do that because I, I just love my Raycons. Well, I'm having to I'm having to retire the Raycons today. Why? Because they are broke. And I blame do? the family on it. And yesterday I said, guys, I'm. where are my Raycons? Who's got my Because I've noticed Caroline, my 14-year-old, has her – she has a set of these. They're not Raycons, but they're just a set of these. And I've noticed my wife, Amanda, grabbing them every once in a while. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're into the earbuds now, I've noticed. And she'll listen to books and podcasts and whatever. And so – I've, but because when she grabs those, guess what? People start grabbing other people's stuff. And I thought, all right, somebody's got my Raycons. Couldn't find them. Last time I had them was Saturday and I go to work out yesterday and I don't have them. And I'm like, I I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Braden's even offering me his, his, uh, plugins that he has. They won't fit in this phone. You didn't do like Adler and accuse somebody. I did. I just said, guys, I said, look, I, if you have my Raycons, I just I'll walk out of the room. You can bring them in here; won't say anything. I just need them. So we went on this big hunt. Couldn't find them. Looked in everywhere I needed to be, and I really and truly I thought somebody in the family got them, misplaced them, something. No, it's completely on me. Last night at about eight thirty, nine o'clock, Amanda walks in the bedroom. She goes, "Well, I found them. You want to know where they are? Where they were? Probably not going to work anymore." In the washer. In the washer. Oh, boy. They were in my the pocket of a hoodie I was wearing on Saturday when I was out in the yard. And uh, you know what's amazing? Did they not make it? Dude? One I mean, of them actually still works. After going through the washer you, and the dryer. They don't recommend you washing them. They don't. Drying them. Um, so it was in this little, so this charging station actually still works. It charges them. Because I, mm-hmm. I plugged it in this morning this, just to see. And it you can see that it, it, it lights up. And actually, one of them is is actually working. I can see the blue light and everything. Put it in it, and it works. It connects. But you can, oh, the, you can be one eared family. I'm sorry that I accused you of stealing my Raycon. It sounds a lot like Adler's story that time. So, I'm not going into details. He's in there. Look, I'm not above saying when I was wrong. I'm not above apologies, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. I was kind of rump about it. Well, you family, go. I love you, and I'm sorry. Well, now I got to go get me some new Raycons. That's it. That was my evening. How was yours? Well, I didn't accuse anybody of stealing something, that's for sure. Thank goodness. Got dark early, I know that. Yeah, it's it's depressing to me. 
I know depression. It was I know and depression I was is a real thing that people struggle with, and I and I don't take that lightly. But I this thing this thing where we four thirty it gets dark bothers my soul. Yeah, I was, it it's five thirty, and I was like, man, this seems late. I know. But, no. And then you want to go to bed. You you're, you feel like you got a free pass to go to bed. And then you look up and it's five fifteen. It's like, well, you can't go to sleep yet. You got a few hours. Yeah, yeah. You feel ridiculous if you lay down. I know we had a big, a lot of air fryer talk yesterday. I did cook steaks in the air fryer last Any night. Good? It was okay. Best ever? No, it was not the best ever. And they were they were okay. The kids seemed to love them. Uh, and Amanda said, I said it. I, I'm honest about. Maybe food. you just didn't prepare it. Right. Well, there's the way to make them the best ever. I think there was a couple things at play. Um, I think that lady yesterday called tried to tell us. I don't think the meat was the best that we had. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't. I think it would have probably been about the same on the grill, to be honest, in regards to this particular run at it. Yeah. Um, but Amanda said, uh, so I tried two things. I sliced potatoes real thin, like chip. Made some homemade chips last night. Oh, that was boy. excellent. Air fried those. Put a little Zatarans, you know, on top of them. And uh, I'd already cooked the steaks, and and I don't know. They just – it was just okay to me. And and I don't know that it was the air fryer. It was probably more me than anything. Heck, I was upset about my Raycons. I couldn't focus. There it was. So it was, you know, it was just one of those nights. Um, But it was okay. But it, but the kids seemed to enjoy it. Amanda was like, "What are you talking about? This steak's good." I'm like, "Yeah, it's just it's just so okay." You expected too much after all that bragging. I did. I did. I mean, you you said this is life changing the way people talking about it. And I I I don't know. I I think uh, I don't know. I'll get it down eventually. But it's just you'll get her down. It was just okay. But it was. I'll tell you this: it was nicer to sit down out there flipping stuff on a grill. Yeah, the convenience if it's good enough. Yeah, you know, it was tasty. I mean, it won't replace the grill, but it's a, another option when you're in a hurry, you know? Um, we'll go to break. We'll come back. I've got – I started watching a movie last night with Amanda, and I was disappointed that she was not – it's so hard for us to find things that we're both interested in. And I thought last night, hey, Tom Hanks has a new movie. We'll, b- both of us love Tom Hanks. So I thought, well, this will be good. We'll be dialed in. This will take us right up till bedtime and uh, about – 10, 15 minutes in, she's like, oh, this is the dumbest thing ever. So it wasn't good? I loved it. It just shows you our What's difference. What's it called? Finch. Finch. We'll, we'll talk about it when That must back. be somebody's name or something. I liked it, Greg. Anything Tom Hanks is in, I give it's it a It's normally shot. good. He's had a few, eh, but most of his yeah. stuff's good. All right, we'll break it down when we come back. I've Finch. also got a question for you, Greg, in regards to the – well, it's not really a question. It's uh, – I've got to break some news to you that I don't think you're going to want to hear. Okay. It's in regards to the studio move. Oh, no. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes after the hour, it's the kickoff hour. It's the Rick and Bubba Show. Hamzy alongside Greg Burgess. This is the kind of stuff, Greg. I listen to when I'm working out. When I have my Raycons, it actually works. Well, you can listen to it in one ear. I'm gonna have to get some. What if you just start listening to everything in one ear and you got where you liked it better? And you, that was my thing. You just start going through life. You'd shove cotton in one ear so you could just hear. And it I even one. cut one of these off. They, yeah, these headphones. You didn't want to hear. Yeah, how about that? 
Um, so when we went to break, uh, I brought up the fact that Amanda and I tried to watch a movie together last night. And it's very rare that we can find something that we both enjoy, whether it's a good series or uh, just different taste. I get that. Mm. Different strokes, different folks. <laughs> get all that. Um, and that's fine. You know what? Uh, all of our differences is what makes us great as a couple. So uh, and and so we sat down last night and watched Finch on Apple Plus. It's a movie Tom Hanks. Uh, now, and when you say Finch, okay, are we referring to the bird, the Finch, or are we no. referring to a man's name? Tom Hanks is actually Finch. <laughs> That's his name. See, that title just doesn't grab me. It's a uh, boy. I struggle with this word. Uh, apocalyptic. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a it's a post apocalyptic um, science oh. fiction. Oh lord. So essentially, I would never would have guessed that. Well, essentially, what's going on? And he and I and we only watched about. Forty minutes, or I only watched about forty-five minutes. Amanda bailed after about twenty minutes. It's about Tom Hanks is one of the few people left on planet Earth, mm-hmm. and um, he is a genius, evidently, um, very good engineer type guy. Can build robots and those kind of things. Finch. So he has a dog, okay, um, that that survived all this. What's his name? I don't know. It's a good question, Jojo. And then he's got a robot that he has built. Oh, he's got a couple of robots. I, he's I can built. tell right now. I, but I like but it's it's kind of. Do you remember? It's it's almost like modern day. Without you have the post apocalyptic side of it. We'll it's have almost one of those movies. modern day like short circuit. You remember the short circuit oh, movies where, I hated the, short where circuit. he talked yeah. to okay. Dibby, dibby, dibby. Well, this this robot he has trained to do certain things. And so now there's this big storm coming, and they've got to leave where they are, and they're going out west. And that's kind of when I—that's kind of when I when I stopped. Um, but you know, you got the radiation concern. He's oh, when he goes outside. I be in the mood for those. When he goes outside, he has to, and uh, you know, he there's has to a buckle lot of those up. And, out there. So anyway, so the, but that's what this is about, and it's brand new. It's and out he's on blind Apple and we Plus. Don't know it. He, no, Greg, it's not that. Oh. But I love. See, I'm laughing at the interaction between the robot and Tom Hanks. You big and, short and the, circuit fan, and the Tom Hanks and and the interaction with his dog because they're the only. So that's who's in the movie: that, Tom Hanks, a robot, and a dog. I think they're going to have some. They're going to have to deal with some more things. Maybe even some possibility of some yeah, more sure human on, beings hey, on, on the, road, the road. There'll be marauders on the road. There, there always will. is in the post-apocalyptic whatever. So, um, but I but I was enjoying it, and Amanda's like, "This is dumb. What are we doing? Like, you really enjoying this?" I think the robot getting on this funny moment, yeah. like he's trying to train. Yeah, I can um, tell you really fired up about this robot. Well, it was just, I mean, I, w- I wish I had one. I wish we had one in here. Well, okay. I wish Big Boy acted like the robot. Oh, in well, that Finch. would make me like Big Boy a little better if he had a, could contribute something. So that was Besides that was joy. my evening. I have not finished it. I, I may end up going, man, this is kind of, this is, it, but anything Tom Hanks is in, I love Tom Hanks. And I love his movies, and but now he'll get into these movies where things are slow too. I mean, we've yeah. seen that with Cast the volleyball boy. and Wilson. Yeah, yeah, my goodness. And then there, there's been several. The airport movie he was in. See, I never watched that one. I think I watched half of it. I but heard, see, I get. But I'll give it a I've shot. Talked to thought it was good, so I thought. Eh. Um. All right. So I got some bad news for you. Okay. And um, this is one of those <clears> things. <throat> this is Adler can relate to what what I'm about to say. Um. On the coyote front, we'll just say that. He got fired up about the coyote that's in the studio. Yeah. Still he here. wanted to take it home, and it's still here. Yeah. And, and why is that? Because his wife probably thought, I don't want a coyote in my house. Okay. He, made, he stepped out and made that call. He did. Well, I stepped out and made another call. 
in the, as part of the studio move, we have furniture here in the studio. Oh, no. Yeah. I know where you're going. And so um, you have a couch in your office. I have a love seat in mm-hmm. it, that's part of this set in my office that you you and Taylor had when Taylor yeah. was coaching here in Birmingham. And had um, y'all had an apartment together. And so that's that's here now. And um, Amanda doesn't want it in the house. Mm. Well, I don't she, know what to do it. I, I she was, the, do you think the center of hope come here and get it? Well, here's what I did. So over the weekend, I said, hey, listen, at some point this weekend, I need you to run by the studio with me and look at the couches. Oh, well, that's where you messed up. Well, no, no, no. Listen, she never came up here. She was like, okay, if we get a chance to do that, we'll do that. They're we, but we never did. And so I said, look, I think this is perfect for downstairs. Kids can't tear it up. They need a couple extra spaces down there. That couch that's down there is uncomfortable. I, this is perfect for them. She's like, oh, okay. Braden was fired up. Braden even asked me about it yesterday. Yeah. He was excited because he thought, because I told him, I said, listen, we need to upgrade the TV situation downstairs. Get that. And I said, I'm about to upgrade the, the seating situation for you. Now, for him down there, this is an upgrade. Yeah. And so, Amanda, I said, hey, I said, yeah, serious business. I don't know if it's the weeks are going to fly by. You need to come by and look at it. So she told me, she said, just take some pictures of it. Hmm. So I took pictures well, of it. I said it was the greatest. And, it's not torn. Greg, it may have one spot on it. She turned it down. Well, I have to, I have to donate it somewhere. I mean, she's like, I, 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 I started. there's no room in my new office for it. I started to go, hey, listen, uh, serious business. Like, I want this because I think it would be good downstairs for the kids. She's like, Michael, no, I'm not doing that. I don't, I don't like that look. Mm. She called it ugly. Well, Just there it is. But you know how women are about that yeah. about that stuff. I it get, on what you, I get. What your I, it was style a is. it was a battle. I was very comfortable, worth fighting. Now here's what I wished I would have done. I wished I would have just you and I moved it one day and not said anything. Yeah, at all. That's what I wish I'd have done if I had to do over that. But I didn't. I I asked ahead of time, and that's on me. Well, is it uglier than what's down there? Um, what's down there is nice. It's just not comfortable. Yeah, and it's a little older, and, they, and this would have this wouldn't have this would have probably I think this would have been an upgrade. Eh, well, I, I'm well, obviously can't fit it down. I don't think there's anywhere at the new place we can use it. I don't think I'll see what I can do. There may be some. I don't know. Maybe I, I can look. change some minds. Maybe I can get Braden's uh, on my side. Braden because Braden has seen it when he comes up here with me or whatever, and he's he's fired up about it, and so yeah, I slept ripped on his little times. heart apart last night explaining that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Oh well. What can you do? So I thought I'd just let I'll, you know I'll, that. I'll throw in the dumpster downstairs. It won't fit, but. We're going to be the people that lay it beside it. Yeah, there's got to be somebody that comes pick stuff like that up if you uh, donate it. I'm sorry. I got ahead of my skis on yeah, that one. Yeah, that's all right, buddy. And Whatever. what I can, I mean, that's why I said I can relate that's to Adler now. That's going to put me back two weeks. On this is mother. Adler's Coyote. Yeah, exact same thing. Hmm. Well. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll do something else. I can tell this is bothering you. Nah, I just got to come up with something to do with it. What if I leave it in here? That actually may work, too. They'll probably call me and tell me to come back and get probably it. Probably so. All right, we'll be back. Hang with us. We've got some NFL football to talk. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I'm headed to a place where the rivers flow. I'm headed to a place where the streets are cold. Oh, my soul. 
35 minutes after the hour. It's the kickoff hour. It's the Rick and Bubba Show. Helms here alongside Greg Burgess. Greg? You know, this portion of the Rick and Bubba Show is sponsored by allform.com slash Bubba. Now, we're quickly moving towards the holiday season. Being comfortable in your own home is important. And a new couch or chair or sofa for the family room, your living room, well, that may be what you need. Allform makes outstanding, high-quality, handmade American furniture, including armchairs, sofas, sectionals, and love seats at affordable prices. What we also like is it's all customizable. It ships right to your front door, right from the factory in North Carolina. You pick the fabric, the color, the leg type, and make sure it's perfect for you, and it comes right to your door. All of allform.com slash Bubba Furniture arrives fast, and shipping is always free. Now, think about this. You could have your new chair or sofa within three or four days. Customize exactly the way you want it. If you're worried about you won't like it, no problem. It comes with 100-day free trial with free returns and a full refund. So go to allform.com slash Bubba, save 20% off anything you buy and get a forever warranty. That's allform.com slash Bubba to save 20% off of everything you buy. Or you can go to the link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. Thank all you. form. All form. Oh, maybe that's where we need to get our next couch there you versus go. your Since office. Talk, there you How about go. That? Since y'all think you know, my uh, office couch stinks. I'll send that website to, to Amanda today. That's what you um, and, and so we talked about that last segment. I have been, I wanted Greg's couch and love seat that he keeps up here. One is in my office, the other in his. We don't have room for it in the new studio. Yeah. And I thought, man, bringing the couch home. And Amanda has denied that. So threw a flag and said, I'm taking it You're to not the bringing it home. break room at, at, um, at Summit. We also. We also talked about the uh, Tom Hanks movie Finch on Apple Plus. You said it was a good one. I do want to say this because I, I don't want to. I certainly don't want to steer anybody in the wrong direction here. It is, this is a good, from what I understand, good clean movie. Um, now the robot mm-hmm. does say the S word at one point mm-hmm. when Tom Hanks says it and he repeats it, and I just thought that was funny. Yeah, um, it was like a four year old, you know, trying to learn. You know, it was funny. You um, like his robot, I've known. Yesterday, uh, I talked about Dope Sick, the, the movie, the series with Michael Keaton, and I said, that's a good series. And somebody sent me an email and said, hey, that's not a good series. There was cussing. There's this. Uh, there's uh, Look, here's what I've learned. And don't, here's, don't suggest well, anything to anybody. Well, and here's what I told the guy. Good doesn't mean clean. Uh, when, when, if, when I'm giving a rating, I'll, this is about Big Pharma, this is about the, them controlling it, and it's reenacting just like a war movie would reenact something. They're reenacting. They don't throw – now, the, the, there's a few cuss words here or there, and it's, it's pretty brutal, and some innuendo. Um, but, and, you, and, I, and I would never sit my that. family down and us watch Dope Sick together. I wouldn't. Um, but I didn't say it was clean. I said it was good. What I'm telling you about Finch is this good and clean. From unless something happens later on, uh, it's a it looked like a pretty good a family movie to watch. He might, Greg. You never know. And I've only seen forty five minutes of it, so well, take that. But, you don't know, but well, I, usually by then you pretty much know. I did hear the robot say one cuss word. Ooh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, last night NFL football. Did you, you give need- it anything? No, I didn't, but I game. saw that it was a really good game because I know I can't stay up and watch the end, so I, I don't even I don't even bother. The Steelers took down the Bears twenty nine to twenty seven. Um, I mean, 
it looked as if, and I'm seeing this confirmed this morning, the Bears actually had a chance with a field goal to uh, to to win it and didn't get it done. But Ben Roethlisberger just continues to do oh, what big he does. Ben, still hanging in. Yeah, you know, I know. I know Brady's the goat, and 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 we should put him at that level. But we ought to study Ben too. He's his own little marvel. I oh mean, yeah, goodness gracious. Came from so, a small college. Remember, yeah. he was highly drafted. Yeah, but uh, and and actually, out of that quarterback class that year, he he. Started, I think, before any of them. So yeah. He's had a good career so far. So you were telling me something very interesting. You said, yeah, hey, th- have you ever wondered what a water boy in the NFL makes? First of all, I don't, you know, according to the article, that's the headline. How much does a water boy get paid in the NFL? Do they still go by water boys? Well, One is politically incorrect. And two is what just, about What about hydration consultant? Well, like Bobby Boucher. But it says, how much does a water boy get paid in the NFL? Like, say, uh, there's... Waterboys existed in athletics as far back as 1869. Didn't yeah. know that. Uh, the most famous was Bobby Boucher from the Waterboy. But of course, he's not real. He's not. What do he, let me tell. What do they do? What they officially do? Their main task is to keep the players hydrated by making sure there's always water and other liquids available to the players while they're playing and training. They also provide the players with towels and get rid of the towels for them. Okay, so for that in the NFL. A typical starting salary for a water boy is 53000 a year. Not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. However, with more experience, one can earn a lot more. They also provide certain perks that can help push their salaries even higher. So you're starting bottom of the barrel, water boy in the NFL, 53000 a year. Well, and I, I would honestly, I mean, we're just, you know, we, we we can make fun of the movie and, and all that. But uh, these hydration, you've got to, you're responsible for a lot that goes on. With these, between the the, nu- the nutritional Gatorades and Powerades yeah. and and the waters and different things that they have over there is is uh, very important for a lot of people. This How about not- this? It says the job opportunities are usually advertised on the NFL website, and if you have high school experience or college, that definitely helps you get the job. Really? Mm-hmm. So you could actually work and go. I will because they said, and this starts at fifty three, and they said more experience, you can earn a lot more, and plus you get a lot of perks that kicking on. Up. What do they do? They have a specific. Name that they call it. It doesn't say here. They're still calling them water boys. I, no way they're still getting away with that. I don't. Really For many know. reasons. One, because you know nowadays anything oh, that's because my woman can't be a female one. Okay, <laughs> but that, two would that be your I, voice the, you used for that? The stigma that comes with water boy. You think Bobby Boucher, and you know you think I'm sure there's a. I bet when you look go to the NFL website, I bet it doesn't say water boy that you're applying for. Just me. You know, it was uh, I and well, and I would like them. I would want to be called like a hydration something. It doesn't necessarily have to be consultant, but engineer hydration. Yeah, engineer would be. They, uh, but think about it. You get to travel with the team. You get the front row seat to a good football game. Go to camp. The best athletes on the planet. I mean, once camp starts, you're working. Yeah, all the way through. If you make the playoffs. One of the things, and one of the things that I that I back to the game, uh, Ben Roethlisberger said last night it was funny. He was he actually was a, thanked the water boy after the game. I this saw was him. a this was a pregame, and I, I Rick has mentioned this, and I think we're all turning into this these people where we enjoy the the pregame and the the highlights and the music to it and the interviews and those things more uh, more or equal as the game itself. And last night, Ben Roethlisberger was talking about how. He still remembers the fact that when he was a kid in 14, 15, 16-year-old high school kid, middle school kid, him having to beg his parents to stay up to watch Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. 
And he said, I still remember, like, I still think about this. Take that, parents. I get to stay up all night tonight and watch it because I'm playing still. <laughs> Look, so, and I get, that's funny because we I can all relate my to parents, that. the same thing. Yeah. On Monday Night Football, if it was a good game, we were into it, they'd let me stay up until it, it was over. kind of made me think I'm a bad parent because for some reason I don't do that. I just let them stay up and watch the big games if they want yeah. to. The ones that I mean, Braden's the only one that cares anything about it. But all during the World Series, I never said, "Braden, you got to go to the sixth inning." I'm like, "Hey, just turn it off when you get, you know, when yeah. it's over." Now, so, I guess if I guess, the next morning when they came to get us up and we didn't want to get up for school, they would go, "Okay, I'm not gonna let you stay up anymore yeah. if you can't." If you, I told you, well, and you're we did have that to get too. up, yeah, yeah, because we we try to stay in the bed. Uh, tonight we'll have uh, college football playoff rankings. Uh, they will change uh, and change significantly. Because Michigan State got beat last week. Wake yep. Forest got beat last week. Cincinnati, mm, they didn't look good last no, week. They didn't have the cause so, at all. Um, at the top, I, I'm assuming at the top we'll have Georgia, Alabama. That will not change at all. Um, Michigan State was at three. They'll drop. They'll drop. I don't know how far they'll drop. Um, so that'll move Oregon up and Ohio State up. Now, the only loss for Oregon – is Stanford, and the only loss for Ohio State is actually Oregon. Oregon yeah. So um, I think that will more than likely be the top four. Um, who knows what will happen? I think uh, I think you'll see Oklahoma move up a good bit. They're still winning. I don't think Cincinnati drops. I think they stay where they are. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to have Michigan move up a little bit, Michigan State move down a little bit. Notre Dame still hanging in there with one loss. Uh, <sighs> their one loss is to Cincinnati. Um, so they, um, I, I looked at their schedule this morning, just that they have played no one. I know. And that's unlike Notre Dame. I don't know. They usually they went to overtime they, to beat Florida state, who is not great. Um, I, I kept, when I started listing out how far, cause I know you don't want to talk about teams. We, there's no sense in bringing up rankings that teams don't have a shot to get in the playoffs. That's me. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't think. A and M, Texas A and M may have a chance to if if Auburn or Arkansas was to beat Alabama, then A and M may have a shot to get into the SEC championship. But with two losses being to Mississippi State and Arkansas, I just don't see them in the playoff discussion at this point. And this, I heard a, a really good argument. This is why moving to eight or this person was talking about twelve team playoff. Now there's only a handful of teams that have a sh- that the yeah. season's pretty much. I mean, nobody else is really matters. But right. if you had that twelve spots, you got a lot of t- a lot of games are going to be very important yes. trying to f- no, get in right. those spots, and that would make all games count all the way to the end of the year. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say, well, it'll dumb down the regular season. Actually, it'll make it more exciting because yeah. they're going, hey, we 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 got a chance to make this thing. Let me ask you this: a um, lot of teams would then we could go would. past the the top. You know, we could go down to the fifteens to twenties and say, can they jump up in there? Um, I've got Oklahoma State at ten. I think they're still sitting there with a with some sort of a shot because they still have a couple games left uh, on their schedule. If you're if you're having to rank Michigan and Michigan State, Michigan State loses to Purdue. Michigan's only losses to Michigan State. They're going to be close in the rankings. Which one of those do you put first? Do you go? I go ahead to head to head. Okay. Even though Michigan State looked pretty bad against Purdue. You're, and that was more. That was the most was recent deal. Long. See I what you're. I, th- I just have a hard time with not. I do too. I'm the same. I way. don't know. I'm. I'd be tough. I'm That's when way. you. Why you need more spots? Yeah. You know. 
Well, that'll uh, we'll unveil that tonight. ESPN, you'll you'll see that, and then we can discuss tomorrow. But I think that's uh, it's not going. The top four shouldn't really uh, surprise anybody at this point. So it's fun to talk about for sure. We've got three undefeateds left: Georgia, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma. Um, I'm not giving Oklahoma enough, and I'm not giving this new quarterback enough. I know. I, 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 of course, I always say that, and then they end up making it, and they disappoint everybody. They get hammered. All right, we'll be back. Um, Several things to discuss, and then the boys will join us at the top of the hour. Hang with us. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Remember, it's cheaper by the pound. It's Rick and Bubba. It certainly is. 53 minutes after the hour. Welcome in. Helmsy here alongside Greg Burgess. Speedy out this week on vacation. We're touching base with him. He's doing fine. He's up with his dad, who is recovering from open-heart surgery. So Speedy's spending some time with him. Helping out. Helping out. Hanging out. Uh, loving on his dad, and I love that. So we are a few minutes from Rick and Bubba joining us. So welcome in there. Uh, YouTube, radio, podcast later on, if you if that's your jam. Um, uh, you. you you, my Raycon earbuds wouldn't do you any good, but uh, I hope yours are working fine. RickandBubba.com for everything Rick and Bubba. Greg, I don't know what direction you want to go here. I um, I hate to even open up this can of worms um, oh because it's not going to – It's Trump. Trump um, came out here yesterday. Go the here go the callers. Trump came out yesterday and said, he will probably announce, or I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, he will probably announce he is running for re-election after the 2022 midterms. And it's got a lot How of, old will he be then? Well, he's 70, late 70s. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Good idea, bad idea? Um, Help Yeah. hinder? I, I, I think anybody at this point, honestly, um, with Biden's approval rating being so low, oh yeah, I mean thirty eight percent, by the way, in some polls, um, and and here I heard someone say this: Imagine what it would be if he didn't have the mainstream media, oh yeah, picking him up exactly. I mean, it's a, it's at an all time low for most presidents now. Well, it should be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and look, this has nothing to do with political affiliation. Just look at results. You know, I, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, and, and you're starting to see this. Some yeah. of the Dems are going, "Hey, now, it's it's a complete disaster." Well, I'll, I'll answer your question, and you can send your email directly to Speedy at rickandbubba.com. dot com. I um I think Trump needs to be involved. Yeah, I think he needs to get. Um, I'm not so sure he it wouldn't be a bad idea for him to be maybe on the ticket, but I don't think he needs to run for president again. And I think I think I'm going back and forth on it. I, I, you can see the benefits, but you can also I don't know if, if that middle ground people that yeah. can stomach him, you yeah. know. I'm I looking like, for a win here. That's yeah, what I, I'm that's what for. I'm saying. I'm yeah. trying. I mean, I like the way he he ran the country. I thought the economy was great. Now there are and, many and polls, that, but I, I'm just I, I'm trying to figure out how to win. There are many polls today, um, or not many polls. There's a poll out today. Um, that said that showed if the election was held today that Trump b- would beat Biden in mm-hmm. in an election. Now yeah, a lot can change in a couple years, oh, and yeah. so I just I'm I'm won't, I'm a huge Governor DeSantis fan. I'd like to see yeah, because DeSantis like, has like he don't want it. I know. But. Well, and his wife has got cancer, and they're walking through that, and it may just be bad timing on on the that front. But 
I would like to see someone like him and then Trump just get behind them and pull yeah. all of the Trumpers. Um, and I'm included in that, that yeah, by the way, I'm a Trump fan. I, I, I hate to break it to everybody that doesn't think that. Now, I'm not but delusional, I, but I am. And they think that, you. that they're going to pull yeah. Biden out of office and put him back in and all these dates and all that mess we were dealing with every day on the right. phone. People mad at us saying that the sure. election was overturned and all that. I'm not to that point, but you're absolutely, I voted for him twice. Yeah, I did too. So and would I'm, vote for him a third time if he runs. I just well, don't know sure. that this is I'm the best strategy win. to win. And that's that's the that's the and question. It may be that, the best. That, I don't know. Yeah. We'll and who am I? I mean, I'm not an expert, but I I, I don't Are know. Are you I just, James Carville? I just didn't. It, hey, I tell you this, it didn't work this time around. And I know it was mm-hmm. different and pandemic and voting and uh, we had some fraud in I, I certain it. areas, but now it wouldn't have overturned the election, but. Um, people still seem to think that, but I think like we, we said before, I think this last time he, he kept catering to his, his base, which he hadn't, he already had their votes. It yeah. was the people that were on the fence that his, you know, personality kind of rubbed the wrong way. That's who he should have went after. Yeah. Cause he had the others, you know, do you got to go play to the crowd there? They, we got you. No well, it's going to get interesting. And if he, uh, and him already making those type of comments, uh, tells me that after the midterms, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. I love his, so. his statement, though. It's going to make a lot of people really happy. I do. I do. I like <laughs> it, too. Yeah, he, now, yeah. I do miss all that. I do, too. Of course, sometimes he went too far and you he, wished he hadn't he, said things. But, yeah. oh, my goodness. We'll see how it plays out today. But that is, that's out there, um, the last few days. And I don't know that we've really touched on it. But, of course, um, I was watching. Speaking of politics, the Colin Kaepernick thing. On by the way, the Netflix thing is the most corny thing. It's, 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 it's so corny. corny. If they're trying to make a point, they do it in a corny way. Like we were talking, no, no. it's almost like the Goldbergs or something like 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 a sitcom. <laughs> the way it's because he narrates and then they have actors playing him, and and the things they do just seem corny. They I just. I, but when what made me remind that you, if you notice how they'll uh, edit Trump's speeches, in oh it, yeah, and they and make it say you know. Yeah. Soundbite, soundbite, soundbite. Instead yeah. of showing, they do it a lot in that. Yeah, but well, and, and that's they'll just the, pull. They'll pull one sentence that he said, and then stop it there, and it, you're like, oh wow. Well, and and here's another thing that the the demos do seem to just all they continue to talk about is Trump. Yeah, that is for some reason they think that wins them elections, and as they saw in Virginia, it does not. Yeah, they're going to have to stop that. I hate to be a strategist for them, but and it's the not guy really in Virginia, hard. he didn't asked for Trump's endorsement no. or anything. He kind of separated himself, and then Biden still refers to, well, the Trump voters put him in. He talked like, about, you know what he talked about, Greg? Issues exactly. facing everybody today. He talked about critical race theory. He talked about inflation. He talked about every gas prices, all yeah. these things that we're actually having to deal with as human beings on this planet and in this country. Exactly. And uh, no mention of Trump. So we'll see. Going to get interesting. I, I get caught up. I, I kind of take a... I, take a year or so off from kind of looking at it and then as the midterms come around yeah, I, I I start I start dialing it in a little bit. Of course I keep seeing those stickers on the pumps people putting them Which Joe is, Biden. I wish I'd have thought of that. That is hilarious. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Somebody's just randomly putting them out. Rick and Bubba join us next. RickandBubba.com Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba's in Ohio Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba Pass the gravy please Rick and Bubba it is six Baby minutes past the hour. Kind of like you just did again. Uh, six minutes oh, past the hour. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Waking on that brand new hour has begun. Gonna be a big star. We started with a national anthem. 
Show 866. We be big as our number. We're ready to unpack another hour. We've already started another day with the kickoff hour with the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and 80 Man Abbott. Speedy on vacation this week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll try our best to see if we can't filter through the stories of the day. We also want to talk to you at 866. We be big. Find out what's on your mind. Will of Meat is in play. That could happen. On the program today, as uh, we move it forward, stay with us. Uh, find out everything you can ever want to know about the Rick and Bubba Show by going to Rick and Bubba. Spell out the word and dot com. Let's bring him in here, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. We want to get the whole team on the field. Most of you know him best as the Silver Tongue One, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year. The inventor of pizza in a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the King's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, and associates. Set an open course for the virgin seas. Sing it with me. For tomorrow, on every shore, and I'll try 
Yeah. How about you, Sticks? At, you know, sometimes when we uh, find out what song we're going to start uh, the big show with, sometimes it's as simple as um, I wake up and it's on my mind while I'm taking a shower. Yeah, that's a good That's a good reason. That yeah. happens to me a lot. It, that happened with this one. Did it really? I saw, and I thought, Where that, does all that come from? I have What's no that? idea. I, why in the world would I wake up to start the day seeing Come Sail Away by Sticks? Didn't hear it yesterday. Haven't thought about it, and I don't know when. Rick, I, uh, I have a, I have pretty much have a, a thing that anytime you want to play sticks or foreigner, it's all. Good. I know that. You know, there's no problem. Well, there. I will, I will go as far as to say, Bubba, to your point, and I is I thought to myself, I did not include foreigner because I, I try to delve out foreigner. I think in a pretty good pop, but it hit me that I don't play enough sticks bad music. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. But some of it, honestly, sticks doesn't lend itself to bad music not with a lot of their stuff. No. Because, like, I'd love to do Refugee, but it starts cold. I mean, not Refugee. Um, Blue Collar Renegade. Man. Renegade. Renegade. Yeah. Oh, Renegade. Yeah, see, Renegade starts cold, so that, and, you know, if oh, I could get to the – I mean, it's not good bed music because he, he, start, he starts – Fooling yourself pretty good. Fooling yourself's not bad. Blue Collar Man works great. Oh, I've done perfect. it. Yeah, I've done it. Too much time on our hands. We use that yeah, for political updates. So. Yep. So anyway, I don't know why I woke up singing Come Sail Away. I have no idea. What about when you wake up and it's one other day, and I told the guys on kickoff, I woke up with Steve Earl Guitar Town. I don't know why. you got to be yeah, kidding me here. you got to be kidding yeah, me. Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. I had a problem. Cool got rocking daddy now from Tennessee. I got in trouble over the weekend uh, by my wife for having a bad attitude about a song. <laughs> what are you doing with a bad attitude well, about a song? Well, because her point was, hey, I'm in a good mood. I'm just cutting up. Why would you say something negative? Oh, so you, you said you didn't like the song? Yeah, or? I said, by the way, that's probably a song I hate as much as any oh, song. Okay. She goes, well, that's a great reaction to me, dancing around, having fun. Rick. And I was like, I know. I don't know why. It just, it just came out. <laughs> I said, I, I'm sorry. It was Tainted Love by Soft Sale. Oh, that is a tough one. Yeah, I was just like. Rick, I, it's hard to not comment she, negatively about and she, that And song. she was like just having a blast singing it. It's electronic yeah, sounding. Yeah, and, and I said, by the way, I cannot stand Tainted Love. She goes, so I'm jumping around, having fun. It's a beautiful day. I'm singing a little pop song that I think is kind of silly, and you can't just enjoy it. You have to say you can't stand that song. Yeah, in hindsight. Yeah, in hindsight, but it was, but, but, but it was a spine reaction. Yeah, you, you are hey, being completely How honest. about this? You bring soft cell tainted love toward me, I push back. <laughs> you do, every time. <laughs> keep it at a distance. Yeah, it's just one of those. And, and, I think, now, get on. and I think what makes it really bad, which what I was seeing, is everybody seems to be okay with it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, think, I think that's the part that bothers me the most. It's like it's like you know how you're you're screaming. Does no one else see this? We that shouldn't. Song, we shouldn't embrace this song. And any song by Depeche Mode. Oh my goodness! If you if, I can't handle it. If you were forced, and I think I know the answer to this, and I'm uncomfortable with it. Oh boy! So I'm going to find a way to live with it. If you were forced today, you had to hear something by Depeche Mode or the Pet Shop Boys. Which way would you go? <laughs> oh, oh, Rick, I, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, I knew because I, 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 I was yeah. okay with the Pet Shop Boys. I can deal. Well, uh, you, you, the the choice you gave me. By the uh, way, I, I've I would had, have to go with the Pet Shop Boys. I would. I, I wouldn't I, reluctantly. Yeah. Did you know that I have a friend of mine that told me he liked the Pet Shop Boys, and I dialed him down, like I moved him into a different category. You of said friends. I don't look at you the same. I don't. I can never be. Um, we're friends, but we're not as close as we. Now it went to the point that the friend that I completely cut off when he started believing in flat Earth. Yeah, that you told me about that. That, that was somebody that was coming and said, "I may be a new friend of yours." I said, "Not today, sir." No, I'm sorry. You that, were working yeah. your way in, but you. And just the went other backwards. one, the other one's a good friend of mine, so I didn't get rid of him, but I did demote him. Yeah, and you look at him a little different. Yeah, I, I did. I said, you so know, I, I see you different now. 
Now, I'm not saying that you don't sing. See, it's okay because Bubba, I know Bubba is going to throw those oh, things at me. Bubba's and that's style. part of my friendship with Bubba. Yeah, that's but I thought this person could be trusted <laughs> musically. I thought this, see, Bubba can't be trusted musically. No, he can't. And I actually look forward to him throwing stuff like I do that too. out. I do too. And I'm like, God, because he's consistent. I, I'm, but I'm, this person was somebody I trusted musically. Exactly. I, I'm very yeah. pop. I'm very listening to the radio. Yeah. I'm very oh, yeah. over manufactured hit that just makes me feel I, good. I mean, you have a streak going yeah. of band. <laughs> That I like you liking the one song that they did that I hated, and you claim it's their best song. I mean, we, I, it's like, like ten, ten in a row. I like on sticks, Mister Roboto. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But see, I'm okay with that because you've always been that way. There's no surprise there, and I don't put any weight in it. And I look forward to it. It'd be like somebody saying, "Well, what do you think Rick thinks about this over here in our tech world?" You're like, "Look, Rick doesn't care about tech, right?" So whatever he says about tech, it doesn't matter, and I, and it doesn't bother me because he's never claimed to care about it, right? right. You know, Mr. Ne- you've never claimed to be a music purist. You're just looking for just raw entertainment out of it, and that's it. <laughs> Mr. Roboto may be the worst song. What? That's because who played it? That's so not them. But don't get me. Well, We've great, already been there. It broke the banda. Oh, it did. Yeah. Bubba loves the song that broke the band up. Well, they had to do that, all that acting on the stage, and we saw the concert. It was pretty good. See, I hate I missed it. See, if you're a Beatles person, it'd be like Bubba's the guy that likes Yoko Ono. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's not the case. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. 6 a.m. Another sleepless night. There you go, Bush. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. 866, we be big is our number. Alright, so um you know we're going through a period of transition. You want more? You want more of this? This is one of those that, that Bubba likes you don't expect. New morning, new day. Won't you see things New morning, can't you see what your love has done to me? All right, so um, Bubba has requested uh, that I drop in more Foreigner and Sticks go. music. Um, both of them snubbed by the Hall of Fame. Um, all right, so how can it be? Yeah, really. Uh, when you look at what's there, so we're in a time of transition, and we've told you this, guys. Uh, the award-winning, really, you know. Remember, we are a show that has never won a, an award from the industry in which we work. And some of you are not surprised. No, that. and that and that's never going <laughs> to matter. Of fact, if we won the award, it means the show probably would have been structured to a point that you don't like it anymore as a listener, but yet the industry loves it. We were uh, kind of mm-hmm. even hinting that maybe with the longevity of the show, it might be up for some consideration with the name of one of our CDs one year. Yes, we did. 14 years, still no awards. Yeah. But you know what? Nobody really got the hint on that. At some point, could, shouldn't we get like the Michael Myers Jason Award? Because <laughs> we just keep you, coming you, back. You, you yeah, couldn't kill that's us. That's a good one. You know, they're not very oh, good, but they man. stayed in business for a certain number of years. So anyway, this studio that we're in right now, the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, is about to go on the heap of Rick and Bubba history. It, it, how about this? The studio, let's look at it and give it its proper props right now, guys, in the room. It did win an award. Yes, it did. Okay, now the, now the show that it housed, never, but but the actual studio. I mean, we did it, win it, a marketing award, yeah. but it was not an industry award. No, it wasn't an industry award. Yeah. 
I think wasn't that even local. I think they're just saving up for the big Hall of Fame. Thing. Oh, yeah, sure. that's I'm what sure it is. That's, that's what it is. But anyway, so this studio uh, was uh, was really in its day fourteen years ago. Uh, it was the uh, it was the latest technology. It was uh, it was really really impressive. Uh, and it uh, and she's she's you know just the other day there was actually uh, I believe water mixed with urine leaking in. Uh, yeah, that's always good. So we it, how's that it, for an award winning? She she's limping home, uh, <laughs> but we're at the point now where we say goodbye to the broadcast plaza and teleport at the end of this year, and an unnamed studio that we will roll into in 2022. We'll get in it, see how she feels, and then name name that one. Uh, but uh, so we're in transition. So when I get into the automobile today, my my Hendrick. 1500 with the lift kit like I like it and I'm and I'm going out of the driveway I hear the kickoff hour and I don't pick up what's happening uh, I, I realize something's going on with Helms and his wife uh, and then I think then I then I think it's only about Greg's couch and love seat and that's what I think it's about but then and I missed a, a key part but then I heard him refer you know uh, we said it in the break uh, undoubtedly uh, the, the Apple folks have, have written Tom Hanks, a big check yeah, and he's starting to do movies that go straight to Apple plus. Um, and he's, so I, when I see Tom Hanks, he's on that list that I give the movie a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, cause I have respect for him as an actor. He usually delivers me something I like to see. Yeah. He's got a track record. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so it's I like Denzel. I always just, whatever he's in, I'm going to look at it. Yeah. When you try to sit down and entertain yourself and you think, okay, I'm about to step into the swamp and the murk of entertainment. Yeah. Is there anything out here that my wife and I can watch that we won't regret spiritually? Just 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 cutting straight to the point. Right. And so uh so and the answer is not not hardly ever. No. So uh, when I saw that, I said, "Hey, I didn't know you and I had the exact same experience about less than 24 hours ago." Yes, yes. On the, less than 12 hours ago, really. And I say, "Hey, Look at that new Tom Hanks thing. Let's watch that. Sherry goes, what? And I said, well, let's, let's watch the trailer. Yeah. And by the way, if I have the biggest beef with Netflix, would it kill you to let us have a trailer? Would it kill I you know. to let us have a trailer? Yeah. How can I know whether I want to watch this if I can't watch a trailer? You know, they got that thing that will automatically play sometimes, but that's yeah. not even the trailer sometimes. It's the trailer. Sometimes it's just a scene from yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's Most weird. Time. Would it yeah. kill you to let us see the trailer? Yeah. But anyway, so we get about – Maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds into the trailer, Sherry stops it. So y'all didn't even start the movie. No, and she goes, she goes, I'm not watching that. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, we, can I at least watch the trailer? I'm not watching Tom Hanks, Greg, to your point, and some apocalyptic solar flare, end of time. Of she goes, they're probably going to lecture us about global warming, Ooh. and I'm not going to watch Tom Hanks interact with a robot. I'm not. She goes, that's silly, stupid, not watching it. And I'm like, baby, let's give it a chance, and uh, and maybe I would come to the same conclusion. But and then, so you told me your wife had the exact same reaction to this movie. We well, actually started the movie. I, see, and times this is what I do is because it only gives me a shot. Is I don't play the trailers when it's Tom Hanks because I knew she would probably be like, eh. I admit I was bothered on. by the little silly robot, but I was I, I was willing to try well, to work. What robot some, are y'all talking about? He's he called builds, Finch, and yeah. he's got a robot. Yeah, and it's an yeah, end of time. A, he's a robot yeah, builder. Well, he's it's See. one of these deals where they are uh, end of times. He's one of the last humans, 
And he's evidently some kind of engineer. Uh, okay. It's the book of Eli, but he can see. And he builds. He's already got one uh, robot. Me, so it's, it's book of Eli who can see who builds robots. Yeah. Okay. Got a robot. So instead Greg, of that, that's not it. You have a girl it. companion. It's a it. robot. Okay. Wait a minute. Are you telling me? Wait a minute. He's traded in Mr. Wilson the volleyball. For yes. a robot? Yes, yes. Yes. He, yes. So, so there is a robot, and, and then he builds this particular robot. It's short circuit meets Eli. It, that's it. Yes. I mean, so so why are why is civilization ended? Well, we don't know. We didn't get to well, watch it. Uh, Bubba, I didn't, know I didn't get through that they because they uh, the actually it was solar flares. It was solar flares solar flare. and um, yeah. things, and now we're dealing with radiation. And anyway, that the, can happen. That's the, um so what was go? What happened in our house is is I realized about fifteen minutes into it I was in trouble. She grabbed her phone. That was the first sign yeah. that I knew this is going south for me as far as us watching this together. But then I saw she was texting one of the moms that she does support for uh, with lactation consultant. So I thought, okay, well this is she's she's uh, applying the need here. That's so important. that's yeah, that's important. Well then all of a sudden I see her on Instagram and I thought I've lost her. And then uh, I asked her, hey, are you not going to watch this? She goes, no, this is silly. I'm not – I can't watch a robot and a dog and, and Tom Hanks communicate all night. I just can't do that. My wife had the exact same reaction. She threw in a little bit, I'm not going to be lectured about global warming. Well, what, and, and, I, and I said, I, maybe with the solar flare, we don't know that. Yeah. Well, I, I was – I stopped at 45 minutes in. I'm going to go back and con- – I just got tired. Well, I want to see that. I, kinda yeah, I think you'll it. like it, Bubba. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Tom Hanks is – I think he's funny in it. Greg likes it, I he's, like he's, it. Greg, I Greg doesn't like yeah, it. Yeah, Greg, Greg, yeah. Greg said he's not watching a modern-day short circuit. <laughs> yeah. But to your I point – That was a great movie. I knew it. He, 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 he said, watch, Bubba's going to say he loves short number, circuit. Number seven. Or what was that robot? What number was it? I don't know. I Johnny Five. Johnny Five. Short Johnny Five. I think so. Johnny – When you were a kid, I get why you watched that. But to your point, it's rare that we can fire up the TV, not worry about kids coming in the room. There's some cuddling going on. It's good night. She's not watching that. Sherry wouldn't even get through the trailer. I can't believe we had the same experience really around the exact same time. Yeah. Wouldn't even I couldn't even watch the trailer. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. 35 minutes past the hour of The Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being here. Well, it's uh, that time of year when we start rolling through the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year. And so we're going to be spending uh, a little more time with family, and it's things with the pandemic seem to be... um, I mean, at least for this time, waning and getting better, and uh, you do see see people getting together more. So this uh, Christmas season should be a little bit of a, a different animal. We certainly hope so. But one of the things that you can do uh, is you can go to Ancestry.com/bubba, and you can find out all sorts of things about the origin of your family, uh, the true origin. You can find out your true ethnicity, and and with their at the billions of records that they have, I mean, you can't. Ju- I mean, you'll do more than just go. Well, I think my family uh, came from this part of the world. Now we can get you down to the region that they came from, get you down to the town that they came from, find pictures of, of your great grandfather, and and this kind of stuff. Um, and if you'd like to get this information, what fun it would be to do this uh, with family uh, during the, this most wonderful time of year. Go to Ancestry.com slash Bubba and get your Ancestry DNA kit. 
and start your free trial. you also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Again, Ancestry.com slash Bubba. Uh, that'll help you get your Ancestry DNA kit, and then you'll start a free trial. Uh, again, that link is at rickandbubba.com, too, and it's also a great gift idea for someone in the family. Uh, Bubba, we've got an update. I know. Is this the one, the launch you were supposed to see and it got canceled? No, no. This is a return from the International Space Station. Okay. Is this the bunch, though, that you were supposed to see and then they went off a weekend later? Uh, no, they've been up there for 200 days. Oh, they just different bunch. Yeah, they went off early this year. Okay, okay. SpaceX crew, uh, the Dragon Endeavor, uh, as you said, 200 days on the International Space Station. Uh, they returned after a weather delay happened on Monday night, and uh, and we have audio and video of them coming in. Yeah, it was a nighttime splashdown <laughs> off the coast of Pensacola. I wonder if Ted Trailer was there. You know, I, I copy. We heard the main. Um, Endeavor on behalf of SpaceX, welcome home to planet Earth. Hey, Chris, it's just great to be back to planet Earth. Thanks to SAE and Jackson teams. Uh, it was an honor to represent you and work with us. Your family. Look forward to seeing you soon. Mm, there is. Have you ever noticed most space communication? It sounds like the people that put in the drive-through speaker it does. in charge it of does. it. And it you know, I I understand why, but it seemed like we could work on that just a little bit. Well, you go back um, to look what we've accomplished. Can we not get the audio back? Yeah. So uh, they came in, and Rick, because it was a nighttime landing, uh, I was already getting footage this morning from people on the east coast of Florida and South Alabama, Georgia who was able to see it re-enter the atmosphere last night around 9.30 uh, our time. And, uh, it, it, I mean, it's really – several people had sent me email uh, footage of it this morning. It was really spectacular to see that streaking across the sky. Kind of cool. You just don't see that every night. Now, you weren't up for this. No, I didn't. I no. didn't. I wasn't no. up. Uh, no. But uh, I, I wish I could have seen it. If we'd have maybe had a little better, uh, you know, hope of seeing it, I might could have. But – uh, it, it, no, right there. It was. Look at that. How cool is that? Didn't they have a problem? They're all wearing diapers. Yeah, the. the I knew Greg was going to weigh well, on I this. I saw that story the, though. The, the toilet yeah. on the capsule. Say, they've had a problem with it, and they've had to uh, repair and redesign the ones on the ground. But the one in space, obviously, was uh, still mm. messed up. So they did have to wear diapers on their way back. Just well, that is outstanding footage right there. I that say, is, whoever had cool, changed that right there. See, now that, Rick, I know how you like a big event. Uh, that's what you, I'm looking for. You, you want something. You'll see some fire in that's, the sky. That's you what, got it right that's there, what I, I'm, That's what I'm seeing right there. How about the old atmosphere causing a little drag there? I like that and like it a lot. It's like a big grinding wheel. I'm with you, Greg, but I I don't Look like the fact that they're in dirty diapers coming down. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of you have tried to get big a diaper genies. If you haven't tried to get a plumber to your house lately, uh, mm. you know, it's very hard to do, very costly. So can you imagine trying to unstop a toilet 200 miles up in the air? No, I can't. So uh, they're uh, they're modifying those and getting that problem fixed. Look, let's face it. 
you'd rather have a problem with the toilet than the heat shield, you know? No so, doubt about that. So, uh, so far, so good. And they are back. And the launch that we were supposed to see that was delayed, I think they're going to try to do it again this weekend. It's had several delays. So. Okay, they didn't do it last weekend? No, no. Still waiting to go. They had a medical situation with one of the astronauts, and I, I haven't heard what it was. COVID. It, it may have been. It may have been. I mm. don't know. Mm. So it's been delayed, but I think this weekend they're going to try again. So okay. maybe they'll get that back up. And Rick, also from the world of space and something very close to my heart and stomach, Heinz has said heart for the stomach. first time they now have made a Mars edition ketchup. Oh. Now you'll love this. They produce the ketchup with tomatoes produced here on Earth, but in a Mars-like simulator. A team of 14 astrobiologists worked for nine months at the Aldrin Space Institute at the Florida Institute of Technology, or better known as FIT. Right. Growing tomatoes in a controlled environment with soil temperature and water conditions that would be similar to Mars. So they're experimenting how they can grow these crops. We're getting ready. We're, hey, we're headed that way. We're going to... We're yeah, going to land somebody on Mars before this is over, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, they, they're going to have to stay a while. I mean, yeah, you're going to drive out. It's going to take them a while. going to turn around there. and just come yeah. right back. Yep. yep. So, so, I mean. So, the good news is when they get there, they'll be able to grow ketchup. Thank God. How long would it take them to get there? Oh, months. Months. Mm-hmm. Probably six months. Yeah, I think it's six to nine, something like that. Six to nine. Yeah, it's a long it, time. It, it, really, mm-hmm. that's, that's, it, it depends mm-hmm. where in the orbit Mars and Earth are at at any yeah. given time. So, so I've got to have something if I'm on flying it that's going to be. I got to have some ability to move around in there. Yeah, well, they will. Yeah. They'll yeah. they'll have bigger uh, bigger ships at that point. They're working on. So mm-hmm. we got to go back to the moon first. You know, get the kinks worked out, and then we'll we'll be off to Mars. But it's an exciting time. Like I say, a lot of launches going off. A lot of good things. Oh happening. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was we were dormant for a long time. It's time to get on it. Here for, we go. For, for you, this is it. Oh yeah, I mean, this it, is it, great. It, this is a, hey, here we go. This is what we should have been doing in the eighties. Oh yeah, getting with it. Yeah, Rick, seven months, three hundred million miles. It's a long way. She's a long way. Even when you make a radio transmission, it's uh, twenty minutes back to Earth, twenty minutes back to Mars. So you have to wait forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. To hear the reply for whatever you did. A lot can happen in that time. Yeah. Yeah. If you need something. Yeah. Like that. You don't want to be making a fine adjustment on something, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. That's burning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. So uh so so that's uh, that's another successful trip to the space station and back. Yep. Other yep. than the bathroom. Other than the stopped up toilet, yep. everything yeah. uh, seemed to work well. And I know that's a minor thing, but still, the, you, you yeah. Well, you got to have that, Rick. You got to have that fixed, right? But they'll get it. You know, this is all new stuff, so all, they're getting it dialed in. All I can think about is like, where do they? What do they do with the diapers? I mean, because you can't, you got to take them right. off. And, well, you yeah. throw them in the garbage, like any other yeah, diaper. They got oh, a big some, diaper genie in there. Yeah. <laughs> some idiot will try to sell it on eBay. <laughs> no, you're right. Seriously, somebody will buy that. <clears throat> yeah. I would really. I, well, yeah, you, to me, there's got to there's got to be a line that you draw memorabilia. Yeah, well, I might get me some of that Mars ketchup. And try that out. Yeah. <laughs> when the SpaceX astronauts landed, they reported to it said that's one large diaper for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That that pretty much sums it up. <sighs> Greg, that mess one small dump for man. <laughs> oh, <Ray. laughs> <laughs> but a biggie for mankind. But a good one for mankind. 
So, Bubba, you may you think in your lifetime you'll see somebody go to Mars and back? I I do. I think we're gonna see that in our lifetime. In your lifetime. You got folks like Elon really pushing the needle on this. Oh yeah. We're gonna get that space launch system up from NASA first of next year and circle the moon with it. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Ten minutes Bubba. to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba knees. Show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big as a number. O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events, things that you need to be aware of. Uh, so if you want to get out and catch uh, some man churches, well, we got a lot of those coming up too. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Scott Dawson in the land of Laurel, Mississippi. At Journey Church, as they continue the men's discipleship strategy, you can see Dawson Thursday night. Uh, Sunday night, I'll be at Pine Grove Baptist Church in Center, Alabama, uh, wrapping up um, uh, my part of 2021, then taking a little break, but uh, they're starting the men's discipleship strategy, so they'll be there. Uh, that same night, our own Helmsy will be over at Gunnersville First United Methodist Church on the 14th of November. Uh, he will be uh, doing a man church there. And then you can also get him in Madison, Alabama on the 17th of November. Helmsy will be there. That'll be man church number two for them. Uh, Rich Wingo at Winfield Baptist Church in uh, um, uh, in Winfield, Alabama uh, on the 21st of November. Uh, Helmsy will be at First Baptist Church in Pelham on the 21st. Uh, and then Garnett uh, West Mobile Baptist Church on December the 11th. So uh, that's a lot of things you can find out about uh, man churches coming up. You can find all that by going to themanchurch.com. Uh, also, you can find, uh, if, if it's anybody involved in the show, you can find that at rickandbubba.com. And also yesterday we announced uh, the the man event coming up uh, February the 4th at Olive Baptist in Pensacola, Florida. Those tickets are on sale now. Those links, uh, That link is available uh, on rickandbubba.com, burgessministries.com, themanchurch.com. Charles Billingsley leading worship, uh, Hugh Freeze giving testimony, and Sherry and I will also be speaking at that event. It's one night only. Those tickets on sale now. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Uh, Bubba also uh, rushed yesterday on Rick and Bubba grilling stuff at our store. I think people, like you've heard the warnings go out about trying to get things shipped to you on time. And and I'm not saying that these items that are in the Rick and Bubba store, like the spatula and these other things, that they're never going to be available. What I'm saying is when they run out, we right. we will not be able to replace that. Yeah, we can't get them either. It'll so. be probably <laughs> – it, it could be – it could be second quarter of next year before we get them. Right. They're, they're at the, the average on replacing stuff like that right now is, is, is months more than weeks now. So anyway, and that's not any – that's just me helping you out. I don't want anybody to be disappointed. Now, if you don't care when you get them, then, then you may be okay. But, but Who in the world thought that shutting down the economy and then paying people not to work would cause us supply chain issues? Let me tell you, it's a mess out there. Uh, <laughs> Sherry came home from grocery shopping yesterday, and she Who goes – she said, "She said the, the the shelves are empty." I know. She said, "She said I bounced around to more than one grocery store and and finally found stuff I was looking for, basic stuff." Yeah. She said, "I'm not talking about. I mean, stuff I'm trying to find just to fix dinner." Yeah. Uh, so um, it's um, it's a problem, and there's a reason there's a problem, and I think as Americans, uh, we need to hold everybody accountable that has caused this problem. Absolutely. Uh, because this is not the way this country. This country is clunky and clumsy right now and is operating incredibly inefficiently. And there and there's reasons why this has happened, 
and and you need to find those reasons and understand those reasons, and you need to block anybody else from trying these these ridiculous things again because you see what it causes. Uh, the gas prices are through the roof. So the, by the, the way, they're twice the price of what they were during the pandemic. Look, can I t- can I just ask some of you out there wow. um, that I understand? You know, orange man bad. You know, he's mean. He makes us uncomfortable. He's rude. Um, I, I got all that, but but do you think this administration is, is doing a good job? I'm, I'm talking about maybe they're maybe they're not as mean. You think? I mean, sometimes <laughs> I see them say things that are quite mean, but but I know that it doesn't feel mean to you because they 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 reflect your worldview. So you let you know we're all homers. <clears throat> so when they're mean to people, as long as it's people not like you, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, but but Trump made you feel bad, so because you thought he was being mean to you, so, a lot of his tone. Yeah, so he had to go. Orange man bad. The orange man bad. Yeah. But it, let's say orange man have low gas. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. And if you want, orange man have supplies. I have no problem. But what, I'm more. Orange man has jobs. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about orange man bad now. I can't do anything about any of that. What I'm asking you is, do you think this current administration? I can't even remember the last time I even saw the vice president. I don't know. Uh, uh, and, oh, yeah, and, and, and she's down there so, handling that she border. She may be right? hanging out with uh, the California governor. <laughs> yeah, He's right. missing in action. That's right. Ever since he got his third shot, I was going. Yeah. I was going to go to that too. So, but do y'all think? I mean, I just want uh, look. <laughs> hey, I don't, Gavin, how's that shot? I yeah, don't want. Yeah. I understand the argument about your view, worldview of politics and taxes is different than mine. I got all that. You may see the world uh, f- from a moral standpoint differently than than me. I got all that. I'm asking you this. We can certainly have different views and agree to disagree and all that. Do you think this administration is running this country in, uh, well? Do you like what's going on? Is this? Are, are you, you talking to me? No, I'm just asking the people out there. Now, I would. If well, I, I think we know your answer, if I know people the way I think I know them, I believe what you'll do at the disaster of this administration. I think if if you're somebody who won't be honest, you'll say this is somehow still Orange Man's fault and the pandemic. That, I think in that word that you run to every time you think this administration well, Rick, is yeah. a disaster. Rick, they, they, I, I heard them blame Orange Man for some things that I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, but if I remember right. They, they were blaming Orange Man for the problem at the border right. when Orange Man didn't have one. But when I go back to this, didn't didn't they also, when Orange Man would try to talk about how the pandemic caused some things, they wouldn't let him do that? Right. But then right. they do it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right, so if your whole your whole platform has been undo what was done, right? That's all. That's all they've done, and it's just been a disaster. So Governor Newsom in California, they're they're saying in this story he has he has disappeared for more than a week. Nobody can find him, but they want to assure us it had nothing to do uh, with the COVID nineteen booster shot that he just took. Uh, I don't, nothing, I, huh? Of course, you know the fact that they have to say that means. You know what if you know you ever had somebody bring something up and you're like, well, we didn't say that. We didn't even bring that up. Why are you bringing that up? <laughs> well, I want you to know anything to do with the booster. We didn't mention the booster. We just want to know where he is. Uh, so uh, maybe out at the French Laundry again having dinner. Who knows? Right. Well, you know what? And, and the, 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 the guy who just take he took the booster disappeared while screaming, "Get your five year old five year old over here. We need to give it a, give the him or her." A shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get those five year olds. So he, they're saying it didn't have anything to to do with that. But they're they're saying he was handling family issues. Okay. Um, but um, said he'll he, he's gonna he's gonna he's don't worry he's gonna be back. Uh, and they said the controversy of his disappearance has been overblown. Um, you know, and so he, they canceled a lot of things. 
Um, and uh, really, if I'm in California, I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, That's, me, me too. I mean, he can't pass any more silly rules. They said that his wife actually tried to address this on Twitter, and that tweet was deleted. Uh, so, um, well, you got to, you know, whatever yeah. the, you know, Silicon Valley says, we'll mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah. So, because they are the, I'm sure, you know, arbitrators of everything we say. I'm, I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, Thank and, you. um, and I know that, um, the, the, the ongoing stuff that we have and and I would include in, are we doing a good job? I would include the mandates in that. Because some of the things that, that the mandates are causing and the mandates do not seem necessary, I, I got in kind of one of those things. Have you ever had a discussion with somebody and it's like you make a point and then when they disagree with you, their disagreement is making your point? Yeah. Now, now, yeah. now look, now, sometimes somebody comes back with something. I go, okay, well, you're right. I, I see that. But I was um, – Well, that's a different way to look at it. Yeah, I, I was debating someone on why the fully vaccinated are terrified of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, uh, I said, because if, if fully vaccinated people can give you COVID as well, mm-hmm. then the vaccine really is looked at now with Delta variant, like a treatment, which it seems to be a pretty good treatment. I mean, there are people who have a hard time with it and it does give you some protection leaky, Rick, leaky. and all that. And I well, said, let's I just said, say we, we all had, uh, we were all given a vaccine for polio. Mm-hmm. So if somebody rolls in here in a wheelchair that has polio. I I'm not in fear of them. Right. Well, right? I mean, well, and it goes into that again. So, so I said, well, so you can get it from an unvaccinated person or a vaccinated person. Right. Uh, so you're, but you've done your job to make sure it doesn't, it's yeah. not that bad. So, what are you terrified of if you can get it from both? And then they came back not realizing they were making my point. Well, the, those that are fully vaccinated, they've got much more protection against it. It's not as easy for them to get it. But now I'm back to why you're afraid of unvaccinated people. Then. Right. So, if, if if it's leaky but not very leaky, you're still making my point. Um, you're never going to have the right. 100% coverage right. Right. that what we have with some other things yeah. that we have dealt with in the past. But a fully vaccinated person and an unvaccinated person can still give you COVID if you're vaccinated. Yeah, that is correct. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Radio's Dream Team. Rick Burgess. Bill Bubba Bussey, Calvin Speedy Wilbur, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. It is six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Let's go. Helmsy, The Real Greg Burgess, Adler, Speedy on vacation. We all move forward. Let's go. Welcome to the jungle. Bringing you back for another hour. There he sits on the number two microphone. Been there for almost 28 years. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for allowing us to do this. All right, so yesterday, late in the show, uh, the air fryer discussion broke out. And as everything in our society now, the air fryer could not just be ushered in as a nice, updated cooking tool that produces good food. 
People had to go to the point that they were claiming the best steak you'll ever best have ever, in your right? whole life is in an air fryer. The air fryer makes fried chicken better than Mama's, you know, and this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, everybody settle down. Everybody settle down. If you want to say it's a nice new cooking uh, piece of equipment that uh, doesn't make a lot of mess and gives you good food, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But we don't have to make these outlets. This is the world we live in now. Everything is exaggerated. It's a fake world. No, the air fryer is not going to make me the greatest steak that I've ever had in my entire life unless I haven't had very good steaks. Uh, maybe I, maybe my experience with steaks <laughs> wasn't all that great. Maybe yeah. I've never really had a great one. Uh, Bubba, you tell me when you were young, you didn't like steak because you didn't realize that your parents liked it well done. Well, I, I didn't know there was any other way to have it. Right. And I, I tried leather. it as well done, and I thought, well, who in the world wants this? Not I'd rather have good. a hot dog. Amen. You know? So, uh, but anyway, uh, so Helmsy decided yesterday, since he has an air fryer, and, and I want to give the, the, the Helms family uh, some a compliment. It seems to me that they are in the real world and they're level-headed about their air fryer. <laughs> okay, and that is, hey, we like it. It's good. It makes good food. Yeah. But you know, we're not, we're you know we're not d- declaring that somewhere there's you know the the world's greatest chefs are all shifting to an air fryer, right? Because they they've right. discovered they this is how they can make the greatest yeah. dishes the world has ever known. So that's just not true. Yeah. And and but it but it's certainly good. So. You went to have steaks on it last night? We had some steaks that Best needed ever. to be cooked, right. and uh, we actually were going to do it over the weekend, and just schedules didn't allow it. And so I told Amanda yesterday, I said, hey, listen, we need to, we need to put those on the grill. But then when I came home yesterday, I said, hey, you, do you remember, did you listen to any of the show today? We talked air fryer. Turns out you can cook steaks in air fryer. Let's give that a shot tonight. Mm. And we did, and um, you know, we, we went nuts. I, I, I cut up some potatoes real thin. Mm-hmm. And uh, oiled those up, put those in the air fryer mm-hmm. on the air crisp right. um, setting, and made some homemade chips, like some potatoes that are in it. Hey, really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff this thing's designed yeah, for. Yeah, sure. So then I uh, I put a little salt and pepper on the steaks, put a little butter on top, and uh, put them in there. And I run it on the I want. I, there's another setting. It wasn't the air crisp. It was another setting. I think it was bake and um, roast, maybe setting. And, and, you know, ran it the way that I was supposed to. And, and they were good steaks. They weren't great steaks. Thank they you. weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't, you ever have, they Best weren't, ever. if I would have put them on the grill and brought them back, they would have been better. <laughs> right. Um, the convenience of me putting them in an air fryer absolutely, and walking away and waiting on that beep before I turn them over. And then wait on the beep again and not having to worry anything. That was that's great. clean up. All that's great. Very convenient. But it wasn't the best steak I've ever had. Now, that may have been on me. Um, but as it was a cook, good steak. But it was a really good steak. And the kids loved it. Amanda loved it. And uh, they loved the homemade. Ch- I mean, we had a really good dinner last night that was very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't the greatest steak I've ever had. I've had better on my grill. And my grill's not very good. Bubba, I was thinking about after the overhype of the air fryer yesterday. And I'm hearing it everywhere. I thought to myself, maybe we should try the restaurant again. And all we prepare is stuff in an air fryer. <laughs> That's it, Rick. Rick. What if it was called Air Rick and Bubba? Air Rick and Bubba. <laughs> hey. Yeah. So it was good. It was. It was a but, good steak. But it wasn't the greatest steak you've ever but had. I, but I was, I, I was not blown away by it. You well, know? Rick, he obviously didn't know what he was doing. I mean, Thank you, everybody Greg. else claims it. Now, I will say this. I think I can tweak it. with Like, I went – there's not a whole lot of marination did that I do. Did you put that olive oil with, flip it over um, like a lady's Yeah, I did, actually. And um, 
I actually looked up a couple of recipes. Do you leave it in Jack Daniels and for three days? Several people, several people. <laughs> he tried to, but he kept drinking the Jack. Daniels. Sent me emails on how to prepare it, and I I kind of went off each of those, and and it was good. I mean, it was I mean it was a it was a delicious steak, but it wasn't the greatest I've ever. How had. How about this? If you want to say you can make a really good meal real quick with no mess, yes, and and it does taste good, and you'll yeah, love it, absolutely. And uh, but don't say I tell you one thing: you put one in the air fryer, it's going to be the greatest steak. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! That's a lot confused. Wait a minute. Uh, so, and Bubba, what I love, didn't you do some investigation? You discovered you actually had yeah, one. Yeah, Betty said we have one, and uh, and, and I, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know what she's cooked in it. Has she cooked something in it? Well, she says she has. I, have you I, eaten? I really you loved it. I really don't pay that much attention to it. I just, I'm like a, you know, the dog. You put my bowl down, I eat. That's I don't a, ask a lot of that's questions. That's exactly what I thought. Bubba, you know how a, do- a dog never asks you where no. this food came from. No, he, he, he yeah. just cooked He's just glad it's there. You know, it's a great cook and it's all good. And hey, I love it. However, she prepares just fine. That's with you. right. Amen. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I got home. How about second. I guess the dog had been listening to the show. I got home yesterday and he says, you "Got any dog food in the air fryer?" <laughs> yeah, because it's the best ever. <laughs> right. It's, uh, but I mean, it's okay to say it's just good food and it's yeah. easy to prepare and it's a great. Hey, I, it's an upgrade to cooking. We yeah. like it. Easier. Sometimes I would rather. You know, I might even say this, this fill in the blank. This taste of this meal that I made in the air fryer. Based on how low hassle it was and how easy it was to clean up, that alone made it a meal more enjoyable than another right. meal that it took longer to prepare. Right. But don't say it's the greatest food you right. ever had in your whole life based on because I've had great food. I mean, my mama was a phenomenal cook. My wife's a phenomenal cook. Uh, there's some great restaurants out there. It's not, I don't think the air fryer is going to fix me food better than what I've no. already had. I think it will fix me food that's good and yeah. was low hassle and there wasn't a mess. And I'm perfectly okay with it. And there may be certain foods like I'm kind of fired up of getting one and cooking deer in it. Yeah, because you know something that <clears throat> things that you go all right, let's 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 try this. As a matter of fact, and it, I'm sure you got to you know fine tune the you know the recipes. That's the key. It yeah, sounds like yeah. a, it sounds like a good camp house thing to me. Yeah, I'm picturing myself taking a deer tenderloin, cutting it in some slices, maybe putting some peppers and onions with it, throwing it in there, and and I'm thinking that might turn out good. Of course, well, I can do that in a frying pan. And, too, I, and I've got to, to Bubba's you know I mean? point, I've got to dial it in. The first few times we cooked chicken and we cooked fish in it, we didn't have it 100% no, to where it was the best thing ever. You so gotta, you do have to work with it. And I'm sure there were some mistakes made yesterday on my part. I do not um, think an air fryer can give me an item. in the in, like, It can give me fried chicken and a steak and me say this is the best I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I just I, don't believe that. That now, would be may, hard for me to It may give me another believe. food item that I go, now in that era, yeah, the, the fryer's yeah. the best Well, like my, my chip, my potato chips that I made last mm-hmm. night, think about the high maintenance that that would have taken mm-hmm. if I was going to do that in an oven. And the length. No, so you, and cut, it. you cut so up a I potato. So I simply, and, and I simply cut up potatoes in very thin, round circles <laughs> and – Put them and just dumped them into a uh, like a bowl with a top with some olive oil and shook it up real good. Wait a minute. Just tossed them in, <laughs> yeah. set the thing on like 14, set. 15 minutes, I like it. bring them out, dump them back in the bowl, and throw some Zatarain spice on them, shake it up again, and I got an excellent little meal. Nothing I mean, wrong with that. so yeah. that that was excellent for the little side dish that yeah. I did. Is it the greatest meal you ever had? No, no, Steak but it's good. <laughs> steak was okay, and I do think I can even make it better than what, what I did. What type of steak? Um, it was just the tenderloins. Well, why is it not? Is it? Uh, is it? Was it is tips it crispy? or just a sirloin? Tips. Is tips, it crispy yeah. on the outside? What the the chips? The, no, the steak. No, not really. 
No, it's just, it's it, just a steak. I mean, it's just a. Does the steak come out like if you were to take a steak and make it either in a frying pan or in the oven? In an oven, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cooked all I, the way through. I know more. it is. I know, well, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I know people. I find it to be a little odd that 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 they cook their steak every time in an oven. Yeah, I do. I, do, I know people like that. I find that odd. Well, and, I mean, and they they've got it down to a science, and it's really good. Yeah, but now if you want to forget, if you want to cook me a uh, roast, then that sounds fantastic, right? You know, I, by the way, we've done roasting them. Yeah. yeah. How about a good pan fry? <laughs> you know, that's that's again, that's camp house. Good Sherry. People Sherry, do both Greg, too. By the Greg, way, Greg Sherry's going on by myself. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> that's not I'm fix starving. that for like for people that you know. It's, we're about to get serious. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. All right. So, uh, give me some updates on stories uh, that we've already brought you. It's a Rick and Bubba news. 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 Aaron Rodgers, uh, Bubba, he says he is upset uh, with now being crucified uh, for COVID vax explanation. Uh, you know, he has, oh, when it comes to not getting in line, when it comes to the vaccination and and uh, the way and, and the, those evil people that, that won't be vaccinated or they're protecting themselves another way, uh, I, I'm still confused on why those of us with natural antibodies are are being demonized I, I don't there's no scientific logic for that it makes zero sense well that, he hasn't that, got that though. no he, he didn't have that either. but but i just threw that in there now he uh well he will now yeah he said he's upset rick about the way he's been treated and what and, does he mean uh, by that and howard stern is calling for him to be thrown completely out of the nfl well you know what the reigning there, mvp there's nothing i that i think <laughs> sounds stranger uh, then, then for Howard Stern to take the moral high ground on anything, yeah, really, <laughs> uh, on, on one thing. But uh, good gracious! So um, Aaron Rodgers is a uh, uh, you know he he's a spokesperson for several people. Uh, one health group. Uh, I'm not familiar with this one. P R E V E A uh, has dumped him as a spokesperson over the weekend, um, but. State Farm says that they will back Rogers' personal point of view, and uh, they are not dumping him. Now they have spent a That's lot of money on him. Yeah, they Somebody have spent a lot that. of money on him. Yeah, I think State Farm is saying, "Look, we're trying to sell insurance policies. We'll let y'all make the decision on whether this bothers you enough not to use our insurance or not." Yeah, because we got some pretty cool commercials yeah. involving him. We got pretty some pretty, ones. and we spend a lot of money on him. We're not just going to flush that down the toilet. So uh, Roger says that he tried to explain to everybody why he used the word immunized, but in all fairness, um, uh, Aaron, that you you know what you were being asked, and the, yeah, he he, uh, he wasn't he wasn't straightforward. No, I I think if Aaron Rodgers wanted to make a stand that he was not going to be vaccinated, and the NFL says you can do that, and if he wanted to make a stand saying the protocol they're putting us on is they're trying to pressure us to get a vaccine by making our lives so miserable that we give in, and I'm, t- I'm making a stand against that, I would go, all right, I, that, okay, I, I, I think you're standing up and you're trying to make a point, and, 
And, uh, you know, I don't agree with you on everything, but I, I think I can understand why, why you're making that point. But you didn't do that. You tried to be deceitful. Now, do I think that Aaron Rodgers should be, you know, uh, uh, the things that we get mad about and the yeah. things we couldn't care less about, that is odd to me. Yeah. Because uh, there's things that Aaron Rodgers has done and could do and no one would care. But the fact that he had the audacity to try to play games with the vaccine you know, that, that's not going to make him the most evil person on the planet. And he's saying, I've been a little surprised by the backlash on this. So, well, he, uh, you know, he's been the MVP. He gets treated, uh, you know, with pretty good uh, uh, kid gloves with the NFL. So he's he's a little surprised that people are calling him out here. Well, he's, You remember people got mad a few years ago when the Packers wasn't winning mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And he he just texted out relax or something. You yeah. remember he was yeah. like everybody be cool. And sure enough, they got it together later in the year. But I don't think he's used to being told no, and I don't think he's used to people getting on him, mm-hmm. fair or not, right? Uh, yeah, based on what he did. But you know, if you want to be mad because Aaron Rodgers misled you on his status, that's fine. Should he be fired as a spokesperson for something? No. Should he be thrown out of the NFL? No. He's uh, he's got COVID now. He's dealing with it, and he'll be back in you know a week to ten days. So uh, he said, "I would have explained if anyone had asked me to explain what I meant by immunized." He said, uh, "I I I was allergic to some of the ingredients in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and I chose not to get the Johnson and Johnson due to some of its side effects. I'm not an anti-vax. I'm not some flat earther. I had an allergy to an ingredient that's in the mRNA vaccines." I found a long-term immunization protocol to protect myself, and I'm very proud of the research that went into that, meaning that you know I'm not going to have a hard time with it because uh, the things I ha- have been doing, just like people who are vaccinated and get it, don't seem to have a hard time with it. He thinks that, that he's going to be fine. But in all fairness, you you should have just said that. Yeah, just you should have just said right. that to begin with. Right. Been straight up. And, and I'm then, just talking about the fact that he was not being honest. I'm not right. talking about because yeah, they had where, a protocol. If you're vaccinated, you do this. If you're not, you do that. And he was doing the vaccinated protocol, yeah, which he wasn't vaccinated. And I'm okay with him saying I think the protocol they're making those of us that won't get the vaccine is unnecessary and not fair. And I'm but taking you a can't yeah, portray yourself. I, yeah, right. And I'll take a stand against it. But you pretended to be. Um, you did say immunized, and nobody followed up the question. But you're kind of, yeah. You, you know, we, we, you you played a game with the NFL's protocol, and you got caught because yeah. you end up catching it. Now, this whole thing about the way everybody acts about this is is that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> whole different deal. But uh, good good news is, and and there's people talking about this. And Greg, you said I can't think of the doctor's name. We've played some of his stuff before that has the. Z, Dr. Z, Dr. or Z. Dr. Something. So, you know, what is he? we've got these antiviral yeah. pills that Pfizer's Young been man. working on, uh, and, uh, and Merck as well, uh, and they they believe that these pills, uh, well, I, not they believe, they are showing promising research, and they believe they it, these can reduce the death rates. I'll tell you what this is coming up, turning out to be, and I'm, I'm sure I'm oversimplifying this, so forgive me for that. Uh, it's like when we started realizing we thought we couldn't do anything about the flu to get you through it, and then we came up with Tamiflu. Is that the one? Is that what it's called, the drug? I get that confused with the thing that you mix with hot water. Theraflu? That's Theraflu. Tamiflu is the drug, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, so Tamiflu, we came up with that, and people started taking it. Our family did this. Like when one of our kids caught the flu one year, they put the entire family yeah. on Tamiflu, yeah. and we got to the other side of it with really no problems at all. And so they're thinking these drugs can do for COVID uh, what Tamiflu does for the, the seasonal flu. 
and they said if they get this and it and it does what it looks like it can do by reducing death rates by nearly 90%, uh, they say that the mandates will be obsolete. There'll be no need for them. Yeah. I think uh, we're already there. Some of the think- mandates are already obsolete when you're letting undocumented illegal aliens in by the bus full. And now we've started, uh, you know, flying again. And, and but you have to you have to be vaccinated and or and or I think you have to have a test within three days. But I don't uh, understand the mandates right now, because, as we've said a thousand times, yeah, they shouldn't be getting more restrictive right now. What we have with vaccines, what we have with natural immunity, what we have with treatments, and the way that society is returning back to really very, very close to what it was mm-hmm. uh, when we didn't even – I mean, there's still masks and some people want you to do I got all that. But I don't think we're – when you look outside at our current society, it doesn't seem to be mandate necessary. That 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 window, even if however you feel about mandates, it the the point you were making why you thought they were necessary, that point doesn't seem valid anymore. Just where we are in in the pandemic, it do, it doesn't seem valid. I mean, even even my own doctor, uh, uh, you know, mom and dad have moved, and so we're trying to find them a new primary doctor, and they're they're eighty, and, and, you know, and years old. And and I was told yesterday, don't worry about the testing in the tent anymore. Just come on in the office. Yeah. See, even that's starting to go. And up. if this, what they, I heard a CEO, one of these companies talking about FDA approval in December. They've got millions of these pills waiting to go out. This, this is the game changer if it happens. Yeah. If they get that approval. Bottom of the hour. We'll take your phone calls next on any topic. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. 35 minutes past the hour. Let the people speak. Uh, Lines are available, and we definitely want to chat with you at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'd love to hear what's on your mind. Maybe you have a question you want to ask. Uh, Maybe you would say, hey, man, I I, I, I want to talk to you about I take issue with this. I agree with that. Have you ever thought about this? Oh, by the way, uh, I've been listening to this amount of times. I've always wanted to ask you this. Whatever the case may be. Uh, bring it in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'd love to talk to you. This is always your opportunity. Uh, let's go to Brett in Alabama. Brett, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. How are you? I'm good. How are you all? Fantastic. Hey, I don't know if you guys heard about uh, Joe Biden's new mandate. Um, families of two or more are now required to cook all of their steaks in an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you, uh, you know what? I would I would tell Joe the next time he's doing a mandate. What about him passing a test to show that he has any brain left? Yeah, a skills test yeah, on that. Right. right? Yeah. How about why don't you have a doctor sit down with you, ask you some questions, like what season it is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike in Alabama. Mike, go ahead. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, I just want to see if you've seen where the Fifth Circuit put a hold on the vaccine mandate. Yeah, several of, of those have happened lately, uh, but it does, you know, it doesn't appear the administration is, is listening to what the courts are saying in some cases. You know, we have a constitution. There's a way it's all supposed to work. And I tell you, we just keep taking that, putting it in shredder. Oh, I tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. So, yeah, there, there are uh, some, uh, there's legal opposition and there, you're right, there are some courts are saying, hey, I, the, the executive branch can't do this. Well, the, a lot of them are holding it up until right. the the uh, exemptions can be heard. That's the technicality they're basing it on right now while the other ones are working their way through the court. 
Bo in Alabama. Bo, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Rick, wasn't able to get in yesterday. You had uh, posed the question, or just the way you said it, that you didn't understand why they're wanting to shut down another gas pipeline. I believe that's what it was. Yes, in Michigan. The answer, yes, sir. The answer would be freedom. Automobiles represent freedom. And yeah. you remember when uh, Obama was in there, he said, and uh, paraphrase, we're going to get you out of those SUVs. And um, cars represent freedom. That's yeah, the yeah, we did. I think we did discuss that. Somebody mentioned in passing, and we have. But uh, that this really is just a ploy to make you so miserable. And this is what <laughs> tyrannical governments always do. If they can't quite get you straight up and just take something from you, they try to make having it so miserable you'll eventually give it up on your own. And then, of course, we've talked about it so many times. This notion that electric cars are going to make the earth healthier is just so stupid it makes my head hurt. It, look, if, if the electric car comes into the market and it's such a much better functioning product than the combustion engine, then the free market will remove the combustion engine from the economy or they'll be over on some special lot uh, for people who still like them. But this deal that we're going to make uh, gasoline so the price so high you'll run to the electric car, plug it in, and save the world. Do I believe that tyrannical governments do that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing about the battery cars. Tesla will take, for example. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a small portion of people who buy Teslas because they think they're saving the planet. Sure. The people that I know who have Teslas are doing them because they think they're really cool. And that's great. <laughs> and that's called, like, a real, that's called a market. Yeah, they like the way they drive. They like all the bells and whistles. They like not having to stop to buy gas sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's got to stand on its own merit if you really want widespread approval of these things. And I don't have a problem with that. But I don't think the way the government's going about it is going to get it done. And if they do, it will just be at the cost of billions and billions and billions of dollars to our kids and grandkids. The thing that they still – and there's not there's not as much of it left anymore, and I will acknowledge that. But there is a DNA that still runs through the blood of some Americans, and this approach only causes them to dig in yeah. harder. Yeah, just yeah. push back. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and the the tyrannical governments that think everybody sees the world – the way they have and that the constitutional Republic and all this maximum Liberty stuff is so antiquated and outdated. And the answer to all the world's problems as you see around the world is the government, all of our totally secular countries that have turned to the government for everything they man, they're doing awesome. And, uh, and so that that's what they think we should do, but they've, they've miscalculated that there's still enough of that Patrick Henry, Henry DNA that's still there. Not as much, but, but see if the, it wasn't for free people like us, you wouldn't have the airplane, you wouldn't have satellites, you wouldn't have cell phone, wouldn't have a computer, wouldn't have the internet, wouldn't have all these modern medical miracles because we were free to invent them and uh, seek the profit thereof. So um, this idea of freedom is is an, still an experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go back to the default standard, it's somebody in control telling you what to do. And that's how most of human history has been. Yeah. Tyler and Gadsden. Tyler, go ahead. Welcome to the program. What's up, guys? How y'all doing this morning? Fantastic. Wonderful. Hey, uh, so y'all was talking about the air fryer stuff, and uh, now you wanted to open up a restaurant, just nothing but the air fryer? Yep. We're going to call it, we're going to call it Air R&B. Yeah, that's there great. Instead that's of Air B&B, Air R&B. That's a great one. Uh, <laughs> Butler good. in Alabama. Butler, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, good man. How you we're doing? Great. 
Oh, man, I'm blessed. Better than I deserve. Uh, we're calling because I'm trying to figure out. Me and my wife just celebrated uh, three months old. or We just had a little boy. He just turned three months old uh, Saturday. And I'm trying to figure out at what point do I stop feeling like Joe Biden walking around at a press conference. I have no idea what I'm doing. There's there's things going on back and forth. I have no idea, but she's apparently got it figured out. So just hoping you could one man to another help me out here. So I, you'll come out of the fog in about 21 years. I was going to say. That, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's about 55. I'm yeah. probably good at 55. Well, there's a maternal instinct that they have that we're not in on, uh, and you'll 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 find your your role in all this, uh, and you'll discover that all this notion that men and women are are more, they're they're more than equal. They're they're interchangeable. Uh, they are equal, but they are not interchangeable. They're, they're distinct and they're different. Uh, we by, have our specialties. Yeah, by God's design. But, uh, you know, the, the more you can get that baby on a schedule, the, the better your life is going to be, and it's good for the baby and for and for you guys. So uh, there was a great book, at, and, of course, three months in, it's probably too late, but there's a great book that was given to us called Baby Wise, uh, and it was very, very good, and it teaches you how to get the baby on a schedule and to have structure. Uh, and it does make things uh, less chaotic. Yeah, but, but, and, and sometimes they just need to cry. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, so, but, you know, at this point, three months in, though, it, it'd be, it, I don't know, you really need to start that from the first day the baby yep. came home. Yep. But anyway, but you'll you'll figure it out. But look how many people have pulled it off. It can't yeah. be that hard. Yeah, just go to the mall and look at all them people. When you look at this show and realize that all these people are parents, yeah. it can't be that hard. Uh, so, Great point. Uh, Let's go to Candace in Birmingham. Candace, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. I just wanted to bring up the fact that um, Aaron Rodgers is going through the COVID vaccine trauma, but they're not bringing up. They're giving him more problems than Henry Ruggs, who killed a woman and her dog in her wreck. Yeah, you're right. As far as the headlines uh, of this week, uh, there's a lot more outrage at Aaron Rodgers than there is Henry Ruggs. I, I will say this, and you two bring up a great point. Um, I will say that there there is potential blowback for being too critical of Henry Ruggs, and you don't hear Terry Bradshaw giving a speech to Henry. Uh, but now you take Aaron Rodgers, you can do it to him whenever you want, uh, well, and, and there'll, there'll be no black no 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 blowback on you at all. Look, I like you know I like Terry Bradshaw because he just. He's usually very down to earth. I didn't agree with his little rant about Aaron Rodgers. But if you go back, a lot of times Terry Bradshaw will go on a rant against another quarterback. I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, right, yeah. But but what I'm saying That's is a good point. The, yeah. the walking through the issues of the and we were especially if they haven't praised him. Right, you're right. <laughs> I think that we uh I think that we were very fair and balanced on the Henry Ruggs thing of just yeah. telling the oh, truth yeah. and the tragedy of the whole thing. Yeah. But but that you you got a lot more rules that you're handed for dealing with that than you do going after Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, but y'all, yeah, we're living in a world that, uh, that 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 your your attitude toward the vaccine, you could be deemed the most evil person on the planet, uh, but you drive a car 156 miles an hour into somebody and they burn to death while you're sitting there, mm. uh, and um, then then everybody, which I mean, we should have balance, but we should have balance on all of it, yeah, not yeah. just some of it. Uh, let's go to Look, Aaron Rodgers misled you. Be mad about that. Past that, he's going to be back in two weeks. You'll never remember any of this after that. Uh, let's go to, uh, Wes in Spanish Fort. Wes, welcome to the Rick and Bubba show. Go ahead. How y'all doing this morning? Guys? Good. How about Good. it? 
Yeah, I don't know if y'all heard, but the brand name of the, of the new pill that they're coming out with is Pfizer Mechan. But the bad thing is, it's got this nano robot that uh, will hatch and it'll implant your gut, and they're going to track you that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to Bobby in Ohatchee. Bobby, go ahead. Hey, Bill, Baba Bussy, I got some lyrics from the uh, song Mr. Roboto. Hit it. Don't nobody got no disco Roboto. <laughs> Nacho Boogie Woogie. <laughs> uh, let's go to Tom in Birmingham. Tom, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, we just got a mandate, or uh, I'm sorry, a memo yesterday uh, coming from OSHA. There's a new mandate coming out that if there's more than 100 employees in a company, that the vaccine is mandatory. And if you don't get the vaccine, you have to get a uh, COVID test once a week. Yeah. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, we've talked about that a lot. I mean, a lot of people have called in. It goes back to what we said before. Uh, that is to make your life so miserable, you just go, look, if, just give me the vaccine. Here's the thing, too. Um, I would ask for a religious exemption uh, just right out of the gate if that applies to you. And if not, uh, the current situation with the courts is that an employer can uh, issue those mandates. Now, the employer's really not doing it. It's being forced on them from OSHA. So there's several there's several lawsuits, uh, and if you're inclined to, I would join one of them and uh, take part in that, and the judge will probably stay all of that until it's settled. You make a great point. When they were saying a private business has the right to make rules, but, 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 but this, OSHA, that's not what happened. Yeah, If OSHA, yeah. a government organization, is making yeah. the private business hand down that's rules. That's all different. That's different. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Helixsleep.com slash Bubba. The real Greg Burgess and his wife, they made the move. He and Lisa, they sleep like little snuggly babies every night uh, because they've got uh, Helixsleep.com slash Bubba answering a few questions about how they sleep, uh, what's the firmness of the mattress they prefer, uh, and then a uh, a helixsleep.com slash Bubba mattress was designed and customized for them, shipped right to their door. They got to sleep on it for 100 nights. They decided they loved it long before then, um, and we saved them 200 bucks by going to helixsleep.com slash Bubba, and we do the same thing for you. Get truly amazing sleep by going to helixsleep.com slash Bubba. Let them customize a mattress just for you and ship it right to your door with no obligation to keep it with 100 nights to make your decision. Uh, so as we come back, Bubba, uh, I did not know, and I don't remember this book that came out. What, what is this ongoing thing that everybody wants to tell us that that actor Michael Landon, Paul, on Little House on the Prairie, is a jerk? Rick or Little Joe from Bonanza. Uh, little Let's Joe from Bonanza. That, now, know. if Little Joe being a jerk, I could almost buy that. But Paul from Little House yeah, on the Prairie. some other lady. I guess she's got a book coming out or something. She says he's not not a very nice person uh, when the camera wasn't rolling. Yeah, well, the woman who uh, played his wife, she'd already made this accusation. And now, I hate to say it, this character I never liked, the the, the actress that played Nellie. Remember Nellie? You know, I, I didn't like Nellie I, at I, all. I never really got into Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I recall it being on, like, 
I don't remember like we. I don't ever remember sitting down going. Here comes another episode. Seems like it. Came it was reruns on, for me. It came on, and then Gilligan's Island came on, right? Or something like that. that. Yeah, it was. It was in that lineup, and so I'd catch bits and pieces before mm. something. Maybe it was even saved by the yeah. bell. I don't. Now know. Greg didn't miss it. He uh, he loved Little House on the Prairie. I remember when it was in primetime. Yeah. And now I remember you. Oh, Rick, Michael Landon, what? Are you and, kidding? And if I remember, you was a little sweet on the sister that went blind. Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, half pint. I, I didn't really have a whole lot for her, but. <laughs> but yeah, Mary. So um, so now the, the actress, Allison. Who oh, I hated Nellie. Uh, how about the, the actress that played Nellie? Uh, she now a good uh, show, has a new book. Uh, on, no, the, the the on-screen wife's book, Karen Grassle, uh, made these accusations in her book, and now we've got this actress who also worked with Michael Landon and says, I agree with her. So, so he was a jerk, and she says, I second. But here, here we go. No, I, re- I read her book, absolutely. I gave her a blurb for it, and she was very, very forthcoming in the book. She didn't want to sugarcoat anything. And the reality is, when we were shooting Little House, it was the 1970s, and it was a little bit like, you know, Mad Men. It was another era, and it was an old boys club, and I, you know, I always said, Michael Landon did swear. And you know, when you read her book, you read how, you know, she was actually quite religious growing up, whereas when I was growing up, the conversation at the dining table was like outtakes from Deadwood. So... I didn't really notice, apparently, uh, how much he swore. But she's very fair. When you read the book, she talks about her own alcoholism and her own issues and everything she went through. And she even says at one point that had she gotten sober earlier and dealt with her issues, she probably would have been able to sit down with him and work it all out. But it just wasn't to be that his issues and her issues just really kind of like collided and it was just two kinds of sandpaper. And that's that's how it was. And she's real straight out about it. Yeah. I mean, do you think- all right, so off screen, the husband and wife on Little House couldn't stand each other, and they uh, fought and argued. How about and, that? Uh, Rick, I refuse to acknowledge yeah, that. That's right. I say Adler, a happy family living on the prairie. Adler, I sent you a picture uh, on text, if you can pull it up. Uh, when we went to Tucson, Rick, you, you know that's where Michael Landon's from. I did not know that. No. And they have a statue to him there at the tennis courts. I guess he probably what? helped Big fund some guy. of that. Yeah. At the Everybody, tennis court? Yeah. Yeah, they no got a real nice so – they much. hosted the national tournament there, and it's a, it's a real nice place. And uh, I had my picture made with it. So, well, there there it is. There it is. Mm. You had no idea. It was a jerk. Michael Landon <laughs> Center Court. Will we be taking this down now? The book is out, and he, he was – Well, Rick, he was mean. He cussed Rick, a lot. I mean, I hate to say this. I didn't Rick, have, that was a fine-tuned athlete right there. Yeah, that, yeah, let me tell you, that son of a gun right there is bringing back a championship. <laughs> uh, there he is. There he is. He is a net gorilla. I think, like we talk about, we go with mindsets. In the 1970s, whatever his behavior, probably wasn't that big a deal. Well, that, well that's kind now, of what – By nowadays standards, so they'd have canceled him. That's kind of what this actress yeah, just she said. Was, she wasn't she was like, him She was all. like, I grew up around all this. It seemed normal. She's just saying that men behaved in a certain way in the 70s that they're not allowed to behave now. Yeah. She, you know, she talked about that that TV series. Uh-huh. They didn't walk around on eggshells like we have to now, uh-huh. right? And so, really, are we saying that if we met Michael Landon, it would almost be like how we grew up? Yeah, pretty much. And so, I mean, he and Mom didn't have any problems no. with anything like that. I mean, I know they had their own marital spats, but I mean, it was not <clears> some <throat> house of oh no, we're afraid of Dad oh, or anything. Lord, like. no. But I'm talking about <laughs> when da- when when Dad was talking and the way he carried himself. I mean, with he and Michael Landon, I mean, are they are they basically just saying that Michael Landon was a pretty normal guy for the seventies? Yeah, probably. 
I think he drank pretty heavily, like yeah. you know, on set and stuff yeah. too. But wasn't he like a producer, what? director, writer oh, of the show was, too? Yeah. So he was, she didn't say he drank on the set. He was calling shots, uh, you know, call, and taking it, shots, and taking <laughs> shots. Yeah, at the same time. Well, again, nineteen seventy. All I know drinking is drinking work was no. Problem. I was not a fan of Nelly. No, that's all oh, I, I didn't know. like her at all. From Nelly. She was the worst. Her and her mom. How about if the real Nelly was around? Her I mom might, too. I might drink. They were, they were I mean, mean to Miss Beetle. Yes, yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. getting it from them. Yeah, but yeah, they, what they're basically saying is in the book, and what this woman is saying is Michael Landon was a nasty talking, heavy drinking, kind of mean guy, and he, heavy handed. And he and his wife on screen were totally acting, and it wasn't real. Yes, like I don't know how to break this to everybody. All actors are pretending to be people they're not. <laughs> yep. And then that's they, why I always worry about them when they tell us something off camera. Mm. You know, are they really telling us the truth? And I, it sounds I, like to me when the actress that played Nellie reads the book, she goes, "This is all accurate. It didn't bother me then, but I guess it should have." You know, and, and I right. saw a, one of them made for TV movies about his life, and I don't remember exactly how they portrayed him. I mean, they showed his issues, but I, I don't remember a lot about it, to be honest. But it was, I, that it did was happen, a made-for-TV movie. Well, wow. I thought he was so cool when I was growing up. I thought he was so cool. I was like, yeah, that guy's Now, is that awesome. when, he was, when he was Little Joe or That's Little That's when, when he was Paul. Yeah, I was like, man, that guy's working on a farm. His hair looks awesome. This guy rocks. <laughs> He's got great hair. <laughs> yeah, his hair was. Chicks dig him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, my mom would only let me watch two shows on Saturday. Then I had to go out play, and play outside. And Little House on a Prairie was an hour long. So yeah. if I picked one of the, if I walked, if I could get to watch a full hour, and yeah. then maybe a half hour of Superman, that was a good Saturday morning right there, friends. <laughs> I got something going now. <laughs> Right, so what is this new thing Michael Landon's bad news is? It, so the book's read, I guess. Why new? are they wearing him out now? I don't know. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It was 1994 and radio was such a bore. Every station that you heard sounded so lame Then came two good old boys Breaking through that static noise And my radio ain't never been the same It's a very funny thing How they make us laugh and sing I'm so glad they proved all of those critics wrong You got Rick and you got Bubba Man, there just ain't no other From Alabama to the world Still going strong Man, I love to sing that Rick and Bubba song Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba Seven minutes past the hour Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Some of your phone calls are coming down. We'll get to those. Helmsy, the real Greg Burgess, and Adler all here. Bill Bubba, Bill Bubba, Bussy, finishing up breakfast and settling in for another hour. Welcome back, Busby. Rick, glad to be here. Honored and privileged. All right, so a couple of phone calls uh, on Michael Landon uh, with now this book that's out and Nellie's agreeing with it. Uh, Scott and Chelsea, what's on your mind, buddy? Hey, guys, man, I love your show. Really Thank have you. a lot of respect for you guys. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say uh, your brother's right about uh, the TV, made-for-TV movie. His son is actually a huge Christian, and he made a TV movie about Michael Landon. 
he actually left a family twice, married a woman, had children, got more famous, left her, went to another woman, had children. Everybody, he, the son just basically discussed how popular his dad was. He'd go to a restaurant, he'd get the best table, all that stuff. But basically, he would just leave his family and go to another woman. And he talked about how difficult that was. And he turned to drugs and then basically turned to Christ was the only thing you know that, what? that I helped him get through it. I remember that now. I forgot that, that it was made, the, it was the son. I forgot all about that. You, you're right. I do, I do remember that now. Huh. Uh, let's go to Myra. Uh, Myra, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Good morning. Hey, Myra. Yeah. Hey, I just... When I was growing up, he was the man. To me, he's still the man. He's a man's man. All women. Myra. I'm sure they felt that way. So why are they bashing him now? Let me live my illusion, okay? So you want to just keep the illusion. You don't want anyone, you don't want anybody to tell you that Michael Landon was not a good man. No. So you're saying he could have left one of his families and come to you anytime? Oh, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Myra, turn it down, Myra. Myra, Myra come, come on, on now. Myra. Sally, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, I was just sharing with the audience that um, Peter on Yellowstone is Michael Landon's daughter. Who is? And she's the foul mouth Peter, the pink-haired cowgirl that bunks up with the, the cowboys on Yellowstone. Yeah. That's Michael Landon's real daughter, so... Well, tie the knots there together. Well, you know what? The old fruit, it's laying there right under the old tree. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there you go. Uh, okay. There we go. Uh, all right. So, uh, Jesus side, huh? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so we, um, we now have a, a, a story, and uh, our timing is probably unfortunate after some of the, uh, the ways that Michael Lynn had lived his life. But, you know, there, there are people that, uh, that use fertility clinics uh, to try to you know have have children when they have difficulty, yeah. uh, but but many times they would like to, if, if all possible, uh, still have the child to be biological, uh, and uh, you know they there's ways to do that, and uh, we have a couple that is now suing a Los Angeles fertility clinic because they say that um, the mom gave birth to the wrong baby, IVF swap. Yep, and so so. So here's the package. If you just yeah, want to uh, yeah, okay. All right, here it is. Let's 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 <laughs> you won't put it that way. Let's listen. For three years, Daphne and Alexander Cardinale tried to have a second child. Finally, with IVF, they were thrilled to welcome a baby girl in September 2019. But immediately, Alexander felt something was wrong. When was the point where you said something's not right? I had a weird sort of a gut reaction when she was born it was anything logical it was just it was just like a instinct two months later a dna test confirmed their worst fear the infant was not their biological daughter daphna was implanted with a stranger's embryo who in turn received theirs that woman who wishes to remain anonymous gave birth a week earlier to the cardinali's biological daughter when i found out she wasn't mine so I like poured more, I poured more love into her. I don't know. Maybe I was just clinging to her. But um, I was just so scared I was going to lose her, which I ultimately did. And the Cardinales felt robbed of their time with their biological daughter. 
we had to play a lot of catch up. While the babies were returned to their biological parents, the couple is now suing their physician, California Center for Reproductive Health, and a third-party embryology lab for alleged misconduct, including medical malpractice and negligence. According to the complaint, CCRH thought that the embryos had gotten mixed up when an embryology lab in vitro tech was taking biopsies to send in for genetic testing. We can't sleep at night knowing that, that this is happening and no one's doing it and no one's talking about it. Wow. So, uh, so there you go. Um, they, uh, they, so what, they, how, how long was the period of time? It doesn't really which, say, does yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know how long they had the baby and the other well, m- mom like had was... the other baby. Um, wow. they used the term a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. So they're, they're doing the in vitro and, and what happened was, uh, they, this happened in 2019, September 2019. They implanted uh, the wrong embryo in the wrong womb. Well, they both give birth. Uh, both of them are infants, and they swap them back to where they're supposed to be. I guess. Don't know what I understand. Don't know yes. how long they... That's the that question I'm asking. Yeah, is how, how long, long from that? birth until the swap? Well, she said uh, they, they, they obviously were infants, and I think, you know, at that point, you can you can do that. If they'd grown up and got used to the parents that makes it boy, that'd be all right so i've got it then. all right so here they were born in september 2019 they exchanged the babies in january 2020 so how long so what a little over a year oh no 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 that's not right it'd be Ooh. it'd be just a few months yeah okay. that, that'd yeah be fine. september through january yeah so mm-hmm. four or five months uh it, it's just it's almost mind-boggling they can get this confused something at this it's level a biggie. uh that is a big humans are involved, so there's always going to be some issue. But it seems like you would have level after level after level of checks and balances to be sure that that doesn't happen. Bubba, we've talked about this. The oh other- well, like, can I throw this in there? Sure. Uh, the how about they had to sue the birth mother of the other child that wanted to keep the baby that they had. So they had to go through that process in the courts in yeah. order to, to do the swap. Well, so you don't ever know. The, the, other, the other parents may say, we're not giving this baby up. And that I may be I why they didn't want I don't care what the biological DNA is. We, we have this baby. We're, we've got it. We don't, we're not swapping. So, see, it causes a lot of problems. Yeah. And, and my sons were discussing this the other night because they know that I have presented. We, we do it here. We've done it with any time you're, you're put in position of any kind of authority. As we develop the list of things that shouldn't happen, and then there's the thing, the list of things that can't happen. And if you're in the in vitro world, this is on the list of this cannot happen. You, you cannot mess this up. You know, there's things that shouldn't happen, but then there's things that can't happen. Well, that, right. yeah, if you're handling nuclear material, right. uh, if you are in charge of oxygen on the spacecraft mm-hmm. and handling embryos, mm-hmm. you just, you know, those are just some of the things that come to mind. You can, there is no, hey, I kind of got it right. Yeah, it's like we say here, uh, hey, we, uh, we, had, um, we, we were supposed to have someone here to get a package uh, that we weren't here. The package didn't get delivered. It was outside the door the next day. That shouldn't happen. Okay, we wish that wouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But then there's the show starts and nobody's here. Uh, that can't happen. Uh, we, uh, we, somebody paid for a commercial that they didn't get. That can't happen. You know, there's, there's every, every business, but I got to say in the world of in vitro, sending and planning the wrong babies 
in the wombs of the wrong mother. That is a can't happen. Yeah, you just I mean, you, you Rick. Can. Surely we got a barcode there. Or something <laughs> you, we scan you, you on this cannot, thing. You know what I mean? That cannot happen. Uh. Sixteen minutes past the hour. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Uh, we'll continue with more stories today. Will of Meat is in play. Hasn't happened this week. Uh, and we'll chat with you when we come back when the Rick and Bubba show continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two men who warned you that soccer would destroy the country. Rick and Bubba. 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. We're chatting with you right now. Anna joins us. Um, Anna, welcome to the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for your patience. Uh, what's on your mind today? Good morning, guys. I, I have a question about the story about the, the swapped at birth. Like, how will this be settled? Is this a private attorney thing? Like, are the people, the patients, the new moms who got, you know, pulled on over on them, are they going to be the ones that have to pay for this, deal with this? Is there no oversight? Uh, I, I you know, I, I think Alexander Shannara has taken it on. I don't know. No, um, I, um, I, 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 I'm not sure I understand your question. Like, who's going to pay for the, the money to, to do the lawsuit? I guess I'm just thinking, trying to put myself in the position of the mothers. And if you're trying to, you know, it's, it's stressful enough being a new mom. And, and it doesn't seem like the CCR, Cal, reproductive health, CCRH, whoever they are, right. is having to answer to anybody. And, well, keep in mind, I hate to keep bringing this up, and Bubba said it, uh, and it's something we need to remember. And it's interesting how many times it's forgotten. This is just another thing that we have some incredible people in the medical field, and and they are wonderful. They're well trained, and I'm so thankful for the things we have. But they still are human beings, and 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 we do make mistakes medically. Uh, we do sometimes um, have things that uh, that happen because we are still just we're, we're dealing with exceptional human beings, but we are still dealing with human beings. Uh, so, but anyway, but they're, 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 what this couple says, if someone's not held accountable for this, maybe they, you know, what, whatever sloppy, uh, technique that they use that this happened, maybe a lawsuit will, will try to keep this from happening to somebody else in the future. Yeah. But to answer your question, I think these, the, the family will have to pay for it themselves. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, why that what would yeah. Well, they well, they will sure. they will seek a judgment against this company, and and then part of the judgment will be for them to pay the legal fees. I would assume, right? Yeah, and try to get it back, and recoup right. it, or the or the, the the person who takes it may say, "I won't yeah. get paid to all this is done." Yeah, the lawyers are probably taking it on a you know percentage basis. Uh, let's go to Christine in Montgomery, I ninety two WLWI. Christine, go ahead. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to offer a small slight correction to Helmsley's uh, comments. Paid, uh, comments earlier the the mutual this was a mutual baby swap um the case that involved where they had to sue the birth mother was a totally different scenario um that happened previously the other com- the other family involved in this one is also suing the doctor and the facility but they're wanting to remain anonymous 
So who, what, what birth mom got sued then by them? That was a different. She's saying, you're saying this happened again. Different case. Yes, they okay. were. Yeah, the article oh, was saying okay, that this okay. has happened before, and oh, the other okay. family well, had to sue the birth mother to get it back. Gotcha. Side, but this this particular case that's in the news today. This was a mutual. Uh, the families agreed to swap the babies yeah. in January, and then well, they're both going to sue. Well, right. What's really sad is we have multiple cases to get confused of. Right. This is twice I've had to apologize today. I had to apologize mm-hmm. to my family during the kickoff hour over blaming them about my Raycon earbuds, and turns out I left them in the shirt and the pants <laughs> and the hoodie, and they got washed. So I had to apologize to them. Now I'm having to apologize to our audience. It's not been a good day today. Uh, let me ask today. you this. Did they work after they were washed? You know, it's funny. One of them still does. I bet the other one. And the charging station, uh, they're right we've here. Had, we've had emails from several yep. people who. The charging station actually does work, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the earbuds works, but. Put that um, baby in a, in a. The other one. Not in so, a well, bowl of rice. now both of them are lighting up. See, there you go. There you go. It's coming on. She alive. lives. I was about to order me some new ones, too. These things, oof. They're incredible. <clears throat> yeah, but, and, I, and I spend a lot of time with these in my ear. I want to go back to this, though. Have you noticed, though, and I know you, I've never seen you do this, and I think it's supposed to your age, but have you noticed that. Like people of a certain age walk around now with like earbuds in all the time, all the time. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, are you listening to anything? Or are you just prepared <laughs> if you need to? I think a little of both. And I'm ready to listen when needed. Right. Here's what's funny. There's a delivery guy that um, when he shows up out here about the time that I go get coffee after we finish with the kickoff hour, and every morning he has his earbuds in. And I always want to say hello to him just because I'm passing him. And I think, right. hey, hey, man, how's it going this morning? Just mm-hmm. kind of getting the day started. He and I usually hell. talk, by the way, when I come and in. And he's always talking to somebody. Right. Always. And I, I at keep a, thinking. At an odd time of day. I keep thinking who, and a lot of energy. And I mean, they're talking about everything and anything. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you talking now, to that, at this time of day? Is that food delivery guy? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hang out with him. We hang out a little bit. Yeah, I've seen Like it. his energy. Yeah, I do too. You know, we start saying, another day, got to get it done. But we, I always wonder, who are you talking to this early? Is it another delivery person that they're Maybe. just going through the day together? Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't have any problem with somebody saying, I want, I'm listening. I got things going. But this thing of I've got them in my ears, I'm ready at any moment, and you're carrying on a conversation, and they still have them in their ears, like just in a minute I may need to hear something. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, that seems kind of – I mean, they'll walk around with them I feel the like – and here's another thing, too, is I feel like if that's the case, I feel like I'm turning people away from talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they would yeah. want to – and 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 I and here we go. I'm say, sometimes I put them in because of that. I know. You know what I mean? And to avoid the conversation. You know, I've never wore earbuds, but that makes me almost want to. There's, yeah. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, just because if you need to get somewhere, as you point your And I'll have to tell my I've family seen Speedy sometimes. fake a phone call. Yeah, now Speedy's to. the best at that. Yeah. I've taken a lot of notes from him. Speedy does two things. He <clears> fakes <throat> phone calls, and then he lets you in on his phone calls too much. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing where he walks yeah. around with a speaker out in front of him. Never understood yeah. that. I thought we yeah. got but away I've from people doing the party line. Yeah, it would be okay with me if he stopped doing that. You know, because you remember the one time it went bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's go to uh, Gray in Alabama. Gray, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, Rick. Uh, I want you to tell me what I imagine this. I recall on your first day of the radio and uh, Gadsden that you were schooling the audience on what to call you. And you said your name was Rick. It wasn't Richard. It wasn't the Rickster. And the only person that could call you Ricky was your mother. Correct. Do you recall any of that? I, I do. Uh, and, and I think you gave that speech not too long ago. Yeah, you know, I'm one of those that I just – I even had a football co- – I mean, a basketball coach that kept calling me Ricky and I wouldn't answer to him. 
And he got on to me and he said, when I talk to you, you need to respond to me. And I said, I will, sir, when you call me by my name. By the way, that, did, that, that didn't go over well. I mean, look, some people like to be called Ricky. That's their thing. Uh, and uh, that's that's the that's the name they adopted. I, I did Especially not. Especially if you keep losing the number. Right. My name is Rick, and uh, and so I that, that's what I answer to. If Ham's, hello, Ham's. I'm name? sorry, I was, say it again. What year was that when you first went on? Uh, I went on Gadston. See, Bubba and I have been doing the show together since '94. So I got the Gadsden, I think, in 93. 92. Uh, 90, yeah, it was, 90, it was 93. January 93, because, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right after the National, National Championship, Championship game. game. So, yeah, I got there in right. 93. Okay, then. All right, y'all take care. You too, brother. Thanks for listening all that time. I appreciate that. Bottom of the hour, more Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six, we be big is our number. Relief Factor teaming up with the Rick and Bubba Show. I've already had my first dose today. Outstanding product. We've been talking about it for for years now. So, if you're just taking the, the over-the-counter painkillers and just popping them one by one, day by day. Odds are you're, you're harming your body because they're not designed to be used that way. Uh, but instead, you could be using the all-natural product relief factor uh, and maybe getting even a better result. Nancy Bubba out of Oklahoma uh, has sent us uh, our sent relief factor an email. Hey, wanted to let you know that I noticed improvement after two weeks. I have nerve and spinal fusion damage, so I'm taking three packets per day. Uh, this is week five. I, I took the box to my pain management doctor as he recommended I take three of the four ingredients. Uh, he hadn't heard of this product before and was glad for the information. I think he's going to start recommending it to other patients. I tell everyone about it. I'm so grateful my husband heard about it on your program. Well, you're welcome, Nancy. Uh, Relief Factors All Natural contains just four ingredients, um, and it works. And if you'd like to have it work for you, uh, then just get your, yourself a three-week supply to try it. Nineteen ninety-five. You'll know inside those three weeks whether it works for you or not. Uh, the majority of the people that do the three-week trial, they keep ordering it because they see results. Uh, I love the product. You can find it now by going to rickandbubba.com also under the sponsors. Relieffactor.com, also another option. All right, so I wanted to say this to you, Bubba. We just talked about Rick and Bubba mm-hmm. history and here we are, ending, uh, you know, having our birthday in January of twenty, our twenty eighth birthday. birthday. We turn twenty eight years old, Lord willing, if we get to that birthday. So, um, and it's 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 upon us. So the guy talked about trying to remember mm-hmm. uh, when when I first got to the radio station where you were the engineer, and then we put together this, you know, this. Some people call it diabolical. I don't. I think it was a masterful plan. Yeah, we just started hanging out. Yeah, and still the case. The industry probably calls it diabolical. But yeah. anyway, yeah, so they call it a lot of things. Yeah, we're those we're those cousins that they're embarrassed of. Sure. Uh, are they in your family? Yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, so so I was just you know I just got back from High Point, North Carolina, this past weekend, and while I was there, you're not going to believe. I can't believe I forgot this because this guy plays a prominent role in Rick and Bubba history. Tell it. I'm I'm sitting there in in High Point, North Carolina, High 
furniture and, capital of the, of the world. And um, up walks a man, and uncomfortable. As mm-hmm. o- the older I'm getting, the more this happens. Yep. And it's not on all of you; it's on me. Right? Okay. I'm okay. starting to have a more difficult time. I, like you said, I think there's a lot more information out there now that I have to recall as I get older. Me, Bubba. I, I now have <laughs> to remember 57 years worth of stuff when at one time I was only remembering 30. And that obviously, we all got about a 40 year book to write it down. Apparently, in. that's the way it is. Right. He walks up and he says, do you remember me? And, of course, I'm getting now where I'm being very honest. I said, I'm sorry, I don't, but give me some help. <laughs> help me. He said, I'm Ed White. And I said, yeah. and I said Ed. Uh-huh. I said, he said, Cellular One. Yeah, he did the remote yeah. that uh, yeah. made you come to the radio station. And I, I said, was trying and, to get you to come to. And I said to him, do you realize the prominent role that you play in the creation of the Rick and Bubba show? And he said, no. Uh-huh. I said, wait a minute, you don't. Oh, he didn't know about that. I said, you didn't know this this happened. He said, I didn't know. I said, do you remember? You are the call. I said, do you remember <laughs> when Jacksonville State University apparently now will be its one and only uh, national football championship? Right. And he said, yes. I said, D- you may not recall this, but I did a on location broadcast from Cellular One in Anniston, Alabama, at the bottom of the hill, twenty second Street. I remember it well. And you're the one who bought it. <clears throat> he said. I do remember you did a lot of remotes for me, yeah. And I said, what you don't know, or maybe you've forgotten, just like I've forgotten who you are, but now now that I see you, I know I, re- I remember you now. And I said, that is where I w- had done the remote. The game was still continuing. And those of you that don't remember the history, I was doing the show by myself. Bubba and I knew each other. He was an engineer. He'd even owned a station. And we were both working in the industry, but we didn't. we had not done anything together yet. And so uh, Bubba was was engineering at a station, and he was trying to get me to come there. And I said, you know, I got a pretty good gig here. I mean, you know, I'm making three seventy five a week. There you go. You know what I mean? Plus, Hard to beat that. Plus fifteen percent of whatever I, whatever I can sell, <laughs> and I'm working twelve to fourteen hours a day. Why would I give this up? <laughs> so anyway, um, and so 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 anyway, you're and I remember it was like, well, if you'll come here. They'll pay you what you make selling in on the air just to do just do the show. Right, you won't back up. And I thought to myself, thirty five grand, I'll never work. I, I, I'll retire on that. That's right. You know what I mean? And yeah, so and yeah. so I was like, sure. So, but I turned it down. And I said, you know, I just don't know. You know, don't don't right. think so. I got Unknown. a good got a good yeah. got a good gig here. Yeah. And um, and so I I asked for the day off because I was working just about. There was a rare Saturday I wasn't on location somewhere, right, right. and you know, that, you know that because you got to start doing yeah. it. We yeah. still got to start yeah. doing it together. Yeah. And you were doing the same thing from an engineering <laughs> standpoint. It's just now you were going to be the guy doing the breaks. <clears throat> so anyway, um, so I, I asked all for that day, and I was told that the client, which was this guy that's, that's Ed now White. The, Ed White, uh, had requested me to be there, and if not if the I, astronaut, yeah. cellular one. And if right. I wasn't going to be there, then he wasn't going to do the the remote, which right. was going to cost the station money. Right. Well, you know, even though I wanted to see Dad coach <clears throat> in the national championship, he also taught me that when you got a job and people pay you to do it, you do the job. Right. And so I said, my dad would understand that. How about this? I can't get off of work. Right. So I'm gonna miss the game. Right. Okay. So. Jacksonville State goes on to win the game. I was very disappointed because I was there. All I know. Week. Yeah, yeah. So Jacksonville State University goes on to win the first ever football national championship, uh, the first one Dad had ever won. He'd played for it twice, mm-hmm. uh, and we had lost in those games. And and this one, Jacksonville State won. Uh, and Bubba calls me okay, from the fifty yard line. From the fifty yard line, because I'm I'm probably the only person that had a cell phone at that time with a cell phone. <laughs> 
yeah. which I, none of us had ever, none, none of us ever even heard of. This was in 1990. We were ending the 92. year of, of 92. Right. This was in December of 92. Right. And so I had asked Ed White at the remote. I know he said he comes out and says, "Why are you not at the national championship?" Yeah, I'm surprised you're here. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, "I didn't expect you to be here." Today. I said, yeah. "Well, I'm here because I'm working at your request." And he looked at me and he said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, they told me that you that they were going to ask you whether I could have off, and you they did ask you, and you told them you wouldn't do the remote if I didn't come, so I'm here." And he looked at me because that's not true. He mm-hmm. said, "This is co-op money." He said, "I'm glad I would. Yeah, I'm glad you came." Right. But if you if they had asked me for you to be off for your dad's national championship game, they never asked me. Right. Well, I thought they did, and I was told they did. Oh. So so then I go home, and the game finishes, and we win. Right. And so I'm now in my house. I can still tell you where I was. I, I'm standing in that little bitty uh, den living room thing you walk right. into up the steps right. at the Cracker Box Palace. Right. And Bubba gets my parents on the phone, or my mom. Dad, you know, was had it. Was, you know, not going to talk to me just yet, but but mom and they're all celebrating, right. jumping up and down. And Bubba says the immortal words: "If you were working for the station where I am, you would have been here today." Boom! And so, so every now and then I get one right. So I quit. <laughs> so I quit and moved to the station where Bubba was in, that January. Yeah. And yep. uh, and so uh, that guy when Ed White walked up, I said, "You do? Do you realize you play that so role?" So was he shocked to, he to hear that story? He said, "You know what? I've never put that together." Uh, does he remember not hiring me? I'm sure he does, but uh, I didn't ask him about that. But I forgot and, about and that. See that that was the other part of this story. His Ed uh, White is the reason this show's on the air. His head uh, engineer person. Mm-hmm. Is now or last year was, and I assume still is, like the chief of police in Odenville where I went to the Christmas parade last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he came up to me and said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no. He said, I didn't hire you to be an engineer to work with us on cell towers. But he said it worked out for you. So yeah, see there. <laughs> I don't feel too bad. And I said, well, why didn't you hire me? He said, you were overqualified. I said, well, let me decide that. I didn't have a That's job right. at the time. That's I've never right. understood that, by that. the way. I never want somebody to be that. overqualified. Yes. Well, I guess they're afraid you'll get bored yeah, with it. They're, they're, they're afraid it. that they're going to invest in you, and then you're going to fly the coop. So, so what is the – so, so so Ed White was involved in both of us yeah. to some degree. How about he, that? He he didn't hire me, and he did hire you, and it, and both of those moves got us to Gads. How about that? I know, small world. Uh, yeah. What what about – all right, let me think. So if I have this right, what was then Segular 1 is now Verizon, right? Yes. And that where that they tracked? Were, they were – yes. They were bought up several times, but that's where it ended up. That's that road. Yeah, yeah. So that, they the, were the what was at that time called the non wireline carrier. How about that? Mm-hmm. But you remember those that Bubba's first cell phone? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I I remember him being on the field at that game. Yeah, I was yeah. There. yeah, yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, I wasn't. No, you, you, were, know, you, you know, were at, you uh, know who remote. you know who got me to call you was actually Ray Hammett. Really? Yeah. Because I don't think I knew your mom that well, or I didn't reckon. You know, everybody was bundled up. Right. And he said, can she call her son? And I said, well, yeah. And and it was you. I didn't realize it. And I will tell you this. Initially. That cell phone had great quality. Yeah, it did. Oh, it was a good Much one. better than what we have now. It was that big old, I called it the lunchbox. Yeah, it, Motorola hey, phone. Hey, it couldn't Three check. Three watts, man. It couldn't it check email because email didn't exist. No, but it, it was smoking. And it couldn't put you on Instagram or any of that, but by golly, you sure could talk on it. You and I, Rick, I can't <laughs> document it, but I think we were the first people to ever do a high school football game over a cell phone. I, I, I don't doubt that. Because I wired it into the headset. Yeah. To do it. But when they made nights and weekends free, 
because you know you keeping around re- with phone lines were such a nightmare. wait a minute. I remember you saying now that now that weekends are free, we could do this. On, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Right. Yeah. So the, so I, I how about I go all the way in 2021 to High Point, North Carolina. And there's a way Ed White. And Ed White's up there, and I'm like, you don't realize your place in Rick and Bubba history. It's a big one. He was a good guy, too. Yeah. Good guy. No doubt. All right, we'll be back. You know, wish you could, you know, give me a little more of a look there. How about this? Uh, I bet Ed White, was e- Ed White was equally shocked that he was hearing me preach from the Word of God. <laughs> Rick we'll and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, there is no other. Rick and Bubba. It is uh, eight minutes Wake to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. As we make our way back, so uh, Bubba, I think would this fall under your America, even though we're going to look oh, at a boy. different country? Huh? Uh, but it's uh, this is kind of a hard hitter here. Yeah, it, it really is. This one's going to hurt. This one's got a little sting to it. Bubba, you have the floor. Rick, before you start any medical discussion, you have to have the disclaimer: I'm not anti. Here we okay. go. Let's just say that Here up front. Go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, there goes Aaron Rodgers over. This was emailed to me. I just think it, I, I think it is interesting uh, based on the mandates that are being passed down now. Yeah. And we'll hear from the White House, too, in just a minute to kind of uh, make the point. But have you ever heard of the Nuremberg Code? You ever heard of that in medical <laughs> no, times? No, no. I feel like I'm about to be educated. You are, and it's not of good. I love it. it. I, I mean, love it. It's ugly. Uh, they say it's the most important document in the history of the ethics of medical research. Okay. It was formulated in August of 1947 in Nuremberg, Germany, by American judges sitting in judgment of Nazi doctors accused of conducting murderous and torturous human experiments in concentration camps. Right? We all know that. Correct. And you remember the Nuremberg trials. We basically had war crimes uh, tribunal for the Nazis. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, they came up with 10 things that said should be present in any medical research. Or you could say any medical situation, right? The very first point before all of this starts, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. Mm. This is, this now, they go on with 10 points, um, and they say that this means the person who is involved should have legal capacity to give consent and should be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention or element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or, or, or other forms of constraint or coercion. Okay? We got that? Got mm-hmm. it. They go on and they list uh, how these things should be done. Um, experiments should be designed based on the results of animal experimentation, and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study, and that the anticipated results would justify the performance of the experiment. Again, ethics and medical research, okay? It goes on down um, to talk about uh, the the fact that uh, you should have the qualified people doing this, and 
During the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end at any time if he has reached the physical or mental state where continuing the experiment seems to be impossible to them, he or she. Mm-hmm. Okay, So this whole thing of, of medical ethics is what we're talking about. And while it's not directly tied together, somebody had emailed me this and said, now think about this. That's what we said came out of the Nazis' medical experiments. And then look at what we're being put through now. Yeah. Do, do, do the mandates now even meet the criteria of the Nuremberg Code? Mm. Wow, there's a question for you. Mm. Uh, these are Nazis we put to death for this, by the way. Why don't you look at item one? Wow. Must be voluntary. I mean, that's it's well informed and understanding consent of the human subject in the full legal capacity. Saying you, we're not going to have medical people forcing experiments and medical. Look at number three uh, on people unless they agree to it. Should be based on previous knowledge, expectations derived from animal experiments. M- must have a justification for it that you <clears throat> that you've shown it that it's safe. Wow. Okay, so we're up against a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We've got to roll the dice on a few things to try to curb this thing. Um, can we have the Biden administration spokesperson? Yep. Here, here is, uh, the spokesperson, uh, this, to be. yeah, this is the one filling in for, uh, Saki who is recovering from COVID. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So listen to this quote from the Biden administration spokesperson. Thank you. The U.S. is now accepting fully vaccinated travelers from countries that were previously restricted during the pandemic. Given how rapidly the Delta variant spread here within the United States over the summer, why are there still no vaccine or testing requirements for domestic travel? So, you know, we say this all the time. Everything's on the table. We just don't have any announcement to to preview right now on this. Um, So I, I don't have anything more to share on the domestic travel. So she's asking, since foreign travelers come again, Mm -hmm. have to be fully vaccinated and give a negative test, unless you're coming from Mexico. That does not apply, by the way. Why don't we have travel restrictions in place in the country? Why don't we limit where you can fly on an airplane, where you can drive, uh, all of that? She says everything's still on the table. We have nothing to review or announce at this point. It just seems, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Well, no, it doesn't feel right. And, and Does that just kind of give you the creeps it does, a little bit? It does, especially, I guess, the part that's concerning me the most. Look, there, there was a time when we were all, we didn't know what was happening. Uh, now that we know that it was part of gain-of-function of research, it, or it, it sure seems like it seems like very very likely. Uh, I tell you what, we can rule out bat sandwich. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> that start, one's out. And everybody started thinking, "Oh my goodness, what's going to happen?" Hey, let's have a picnic. Who's got the bat sandwiches? Right. So this kind out. of this kind of behavior by our government felt felt less less strange. The part that's odd right now is that we seem to be pushing to the other side of it, and our death rates are down, our hospitalizations are down, people are returning to. Uh, normalcy to a large degree concerning gatherings of people, but yet the government's strong arm seems to almost be going up. It is. It's, and, it's and, the and that, most that, that restrictive make... it's been since the shutdown. And that, that doesn't – It seems like we're not responding to the threat 
with a you know the threat level should yeah. should determine our response. It doesn't validate even, it. even if you really are for the government doing a lot of this. It should be responsive to our you know as the curve goes up, response right. goes up. Right now the curve is coming down, response is going higher. And we don't see any new variant on the horizon that seems to be of any concern right now. Like we saw the the Delta variant coming and we said Hey, what's happening in Europe is probably going to happen here, and it did. Yeah, and, uh, and I think I think we've got a reason maybe for that. I heard a doctor talking about it, and I'm going to give you a strange comparison, but I think I'd make the point. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's odd. And then you have a spokesperson who says, "Well, mandate anything we want to do with mandates, all of it's on the table." And you kind of go, "Well, does it warrant this kind of behavior in our current state? It doesn't appear to." And I think that makes it even creepier. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We be big as our number, Helmsy, Greg, and Adler all here. Speedy on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, and welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for joining us. So we got other things to cover, but going to the break, we were discussing uh, that the spokesperson for the Biden administration says, hey, as far as far as mandates are concerned, everything is on the table. We were asking the questions, uh, you know, even if you look at the death rate, we've talked about that a lot. But now if you look at the current state of the pandemic, do, do mandates and all this government intervention do more damage than the actual state of the pandemic? Yeah, overall on society, you have to uh, to definitely weigh that. Well, Rick, the the experts that are tracking this, uh, they hope and they think that maybe this is it for COVID. Uh, not that we won't have some eruptions in of some course. limited areas. Yeah. Not that we won't have to deal with it long term in smaller pockets. But far as it being epidemic proportions, as a matter of our pandemic proportions, I think even the numbers now don't justify that terminology. Um, that it is more of an epidemic level now, which is down. Um, it's going to be more like the flu. That's where we hope we could get to. And nobody knows for sure. But one of the reasons they suspect this is the Delta variant came in so hot, so heavy, so infectious, got so many people sick at one time. It also gave everybody immunity at one time and served as a control rod. Mm-hmm. Even people that had limited from previous or vaccinated it just had nowhere to go. They were like control rods, uh, you know, limiting how fast it could grow. So hopefully that's going to be the case. And it kind of made me think about something that that, that I've thought about before. I, I didn't really fully grasp it, but and I, I carry this to to nuclear and, and atomic energy and, and bombs and things. Uh, after Hiroshima and Nagasaki were were bombed in World War II with the atomic bomb. They started rebuilding within three years, and you can live in either one of those places today. There is no health issue with that uh, for the most part. And, uh, and then we had Chernobyl, where they, the, the Russians had the power plant that blew up on them, 
And that area is contaminated, and they're saying it's going to be hundreds of years before it's inhabitable again by humans. So I was confused why it, it, three years for Hiroshima Nagasaki, but hundreds of years for Chernobyl didn't make sense. But what it what it was is when we dropped the bombs, the the radioactive material was basically used up in the explosion. Right. Now, sure, there was fallout and there was radiation. No okay? question, yeah. But the majority of the uh, fissionable material was used up. Where at Chernobyl, even though it's a lower level of radiation that's uh, used in power plants, much lower, uh, the fact that it was spewed out over a big area and wasn't used up in a reaction means it's going to be there a lot longer. It, I mean, there's a lot more of it scattered around, even though it's a much lower amount of radiation, it never was used up. It was just scattered. So, you know, that kind of shows you how a dirty bomb would be more detrimental than an actual explosion long term, even though the, the, you know, immediate damage would be tremendous. But tying that back into the COVID thing, when you burn yourself out quickly, yep. the long term effect is not as long. Yep. And, and that's kind of a physics science issue. So hopefully, uh, Delta was exactly what we needed to end the pandemic exactly. in, in a strange kind of way. But and, it, and it cost us lives, not not discounting that at all. Oh, of course it did. But then you look at the way the government's reacting, it's as, it's as if that didn't happen. Though. Right. But in, and, and that's see, what's weird with the yeah. combination of exactly what you said, the vaccines, they are part of it, the treatments, and natural antibodies. Right. We, we have, it appears we have accomplished some level of herd immunity and this this is going to move into it'll always be with us, but it's going to move into something that caused seven hundred thousand deaths. Uh, and and uh, oh, now it's been more than a year, but that that first year we were hitting around right. six hundred thousand deaths. Right. I think it's hit seven hundred. Yeah, now, but yeah. I'm talking about if I'm trying to think about a year. Right. But but then it's going to move from hundreds of thousands of deaths. I'll say that in a year to just like the flu, anywhere from thirty five to fifty thousand deaths. Right. Uh, a year. And, and it feels like we're moving that way, but our government still wants us to behave and takes away our freedoms and our liberties as if we're still in the height of the pandemic, and we're not. Yeah, and I know there's probably political pressure to to overdo it. To you know, we yeah. we've got uh, we've got a something here, and we've got to just you know flood the place to be sure it doesn't start again, like a campfire. Okay. But it really doesn't work that way when it comes to viruses. And, you know, history will look at it. Science will break it down. If the things we did helped end it or it was going to run its course no matter what, you know, that that also was out there. Uh, did lockdowns help or hurt? Did did the mass vaccination help or hurt? Did he, herd immunity help or hurt? Or was it going to run its course? So, you know, history will have to have that argument. But I, I do think... We say all of that to get back to the initial point that, you know, if the air raid sirens go on, everybody mans a gun and and prepares for a raid. Hopefully it doesn't come. But now the sirens are not going off because the numbers are not there. The radar is not showing an enemy and we're all being told to man a gun. It's it's just the response is just not equal to to the threat right now it's looking less like a country and a world and a pandemic right it's looking a lot less like that and now it's starting to look more like a tyrannical government grabbing power it does and and i can't 
there, there's two things that could be behind that. One, they're wanting to pave this highway that public health, we can do anything. We can trash the Constitution. We can trash your freedoms. We trash your rights if we can put it under public health. Well, then they will move other topics to public health, guns. Oh, of course you know, they will. Of course. Uh, hate speech, right. bad for public health, you yeah. know, all that. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, they, they want the political, they want to be able to, to run on the fact that we're the ones that ended COVID somehow. Well, that's what I was going to get to, and you hit on it then. I think the Biden administration, as we've said already on the show this week, pol- or last week, politicians are obsessed with legacy. Yes. Name something after me. Say I did something. Put me in history somewhere. Give me a bridge. Right. Give me an act. Pass a mm-hmm. law in my name. Right. And what he really wants is I was in the government for over 40 years. At the end, I was kind of a rambling, bumbling uh, you know, joke as a president because I didn't have grasp of my mental faculties. But, oh, by the way, say what you want to say about me. I'm the president that ended the pandemic. Right. And and don't so think we'll see. don't don't think there's not some of that in play. Sure, sure. And and, uh, and and let me tell you, the Democrats right now are terrified of the midterm elections oh, yeah. after Virginia. And what they don't understand, though, which I'm thankful for, the very thing that will cost them the midterm elections, they're continuing to do, thinking it's going to save the midterm elections. Yeah. Because what they want to say is, we saved you. Yeah. yeah. Even though they didn't, but they want to say that they did. But what they don't understand that what they're trying to do to get that is pushing voters away from them at an alarming rate. Like mandatory vaccinations for people who are not high risk. Telling American businesses yeah. what to do. Vaccinating five-year-olds for COVID. And Big Bird. When, you know, the numbers Bird. of infection, death rate, all that is just so minute in it, that group. It's ridiculous. You you read about this. Uh, the, the, the Nuremberg tr- Code. The ne- you read about that in history. And, yep. we, and we saw what it was about. Yep. When you see, I'm serious, y'all. This is a this is creep city. When you see Big Bird getting a vaccine, yeah, right. trying to tell children to ask their mommies and daddies for for a vaccine, if you've ever watched the documentary, and it's a hard one, let me just warn you, One Child Nation, mm-hmm. the kind of propaganda you saw with Big Bird looks exactly like mm-hmm. what Red China did. Exact. They would get on and do little little dances and little dance numbers, yeah. telling you about only having one child and do your part to stop yeah. overpopulation. And they do little songs and have you dance, show it on TV, show it to uh, to everybody. It's the same stuff. Yeah. And if that doesn't creep you out, then you don't know your world history. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it's. Um, I mean, it's it's bizarro. You know, right? I I just want to see us get back to normal like real normal and not be laying off hard-working Americans who obviously we need in the workforce for a vaccine mandate that I don't think they really need at this point. Now, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Me to my knees. 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show, 866-WE-BE-BIG. All right, so another story that we haven't covered, but it's time for us to break it down, and uh, we, we need all hands on deck as we will now assess the controversial Monday Night Football call uh, involving the Bears. The, the Bears. The Bears. 
Uh, they win. They lose last night, 29-27 to the Steelers, correct? Correct. By the way, little known fact uh, about uh, Rick Burgess, uh, I always wished I could have played for Mike Tomlin. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I think that would have been cool. Uh, I, I think he would have been uh, f- uh, fun to play for. Uh, so anyway. Uh, you mean the, the elder statesman of NFL mm-hmm. coaches? The Bears. The Bears. The uh, Bears. Uh, but anyway, so – we have uh, a linebacker. What's his name? What's this guy's name? Marsh. Marsh. Last name, yeah. Marsh. Spelled kind of strange. But anyway, so first of all, here Cassius is. Cassius Marsh. Here is the play. Um, uh, and it, Well, it, let's set the whole thing yeah. up. He, Rick, he, uh, he, he's very animated on the field. He's full of passion. He made a big play. He does a big roundhouse kick. He takes a few steps toward the other team's sidelines. Then turns around to run off. It was a big third down stop in the mm-hmm. game. Late in the Key game. Moment. Yes. Three, three minutes, minutes and yeah. 40 seconds left in the game. As he's running off the field, it appears the referee backs into him and throws a flag. It's 15 yard penalty. Taunting. It extends the drive for the Steelers. They kick a field goal, win the game. And uh, they run another minute right, off the clock. So here's the play. Here's the play. The play. There's there's Marsh. Don't big tackle. The big tackle. Kick. Watch this watch this move. Roundhouse that kick. That was pretty good height. That yeah. was good height. And so now he's excited. His defensive now, players. Can we are, keep seeing he, it? Yeah, he's gonna show. He's, he's, got, got, he's got several different okay. videos. Yeah, different views. Then, so we see him celebrating the initial. Now here he is looking at the Steelers sideline. Uh then he turns, he's uh, and he does a little jump, goes back. And, uh, Coach choose him out here. He has no clue what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't know. What's <clears> now well, here's the video. The flag, Correct. Right? Now here's the video that Adler's going to bring up with him. Actually, I think the official actually backs into him on purpose. He throws his See, butt into him. The mm. referee looks right at him coming by, and boom, puts he, his butt. He does. Up. I'm sorry, right. he does. And then throws a flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looking at it. Now, here's the what? thing I would say to the official. Now, he does have his hand on the flag. I'll give him yeah. credit there. Right, right. But if you're going to throw for toning. Why are you not doing it the minute it happens? Yeah, Why are you, you waiting until you throw your hip yeah. into it? Because Why don't it, you do it right there? Because it looks like, to me, the referee is considering calling yeah. Tony, but then he decides it's not enough. And then he kind See, of then, then he kind of backs up into him and says, now that's that's the final straw. Yeah. But but it's obvious the player wasn't trying to, to hit the the referee going by. It, it appears that the he look the re, he even adjust, Mars adjusts adjust, how he's running yeah. to the sideline to he, miss him. Did you see? Look, he takes that step with his left foot mm-hmm. to go around the referee, and he backs into it. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That is, I mean, uh, that, that's a very bizarre play because I think overall the referees do a wonderful job. Do I mean, you think? That, do you really? Yeah, overall, overall. They do. Wow, they're bips. You're going to see. Well, you got to have somebody call the game, <laughs> right? You know? I don't. I don't. I don't think we're not going to trust the I'd other like, team to I'll call tell you it. this. I'd uh, like Finch's robot out there. <laughs> I think. So, they, I think they do an okay job. Yeah. So, it, with replay now, I think it's much better. Yeah. Uh, Which shows you but, that they were just but doing this a is camera just, view. This then. is very strange. Okay, he's not even looking at him really at that point. No. He goes over toward the sideline. He's strutting around a little bit. Which is normal. Yeah. He, he starts back. The referee kind of backs up. Marsh goes with his left. Watch how he veers out to his left to go around him. And the referee sticks his butt into it. Yeah. And then calls the, the, the flag. That is just very So odd. taunting is a big deal. You know, they changed yeah. the rule, no, and that's no, a no, big no, conversation. No. So the, if, if everything is right, okay, if the official is correct in his statements – Marsh didn't do anything wrong. 
you have to actually go, is that worth the toning foul? I don't think it is. Well, all he did was celebrate, which all of them do. I, I, I give him a 10 on his well, roundhouse Well, you know kick. what? It was a big play on third down. You're talking about a, a difference maker in this ball right. game. Right, yeah. Well, Rick, here's the thing. The one thing you don't want the referees to do, you want them to keep everybody playing on a fair level. You don't want them deciding the outcome of a game. What advantage do the Bears have over this? Yeah, and, and yeah, taunting's a rule. That's fine. give them an advantage you, to you win can, the game. You, you no. can flag that. That's fine. Well, but how, who can look at that and not see that's the referee that Thank did you. that? How, how is the NFL responding to White Hat sticking his rump into Marsh? That's what happened. He does that. He turns and does that on did, purpose. So, did, so did, we need to review what the referee did. Right? Here. Has White Hat, Hat Hat spoke on this? Yeah, he just said that he didn't throw the he did not throw the flag for contact with him. He threw the flag for taunting. Looking at the but does he not know we can watch the video? Well, and evidently, see, and I mean, see that he didn't throw the flag until he backed into him. Yeah, and he looked at him like after you backed into me and uh, hit guys, me. Guys, I watched the video. I see a Marsh avoiding contact with the referee, and the referee taking a saw him put his. He was watching him. He can't say he didn't see him <laughs> yeah. because he was watching him. He, he had was. his hand on the flag, and then he backs into him on purpose. Now, the only thing this yeah, could be is is the strangest timing ever. He's saying I was going to throw it anyway. We bumped into each other accidentally, and that wasn't the reason. I th- but it's still it's very strange. And it here's the thing. Not. For that, whatever that was, it changed the outcome of that game. Yes, it, it did. It gave That's the Steelers the 15 yards, extended the drive, they kick a field goal to win the game. That's yes. the problem. That is, that is the, the problem. big problem. Did that player do anything that gave the Bears an unfair advantage? No. And the only way you could call toning on a game-deciding call is if he had gone by and hit you on his way by. Yeah. And he didn't do that. And it's almost like you wanted to call it and you were trying to find some way to make it look worse than it was. I don't know. Maybe you're on the take and you're getting paid. He said, yeah, It's like you wanted to. Like anything's on the it. table. Now, Marsh did say this. He was asked about it. And, of course, he, he didn't say much, but he did say this. The one thing I will say is that on my way to the sideline, I got hip-checked by the ref. And we all see it. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what happened. He said it's pretty clear. If I were to do that to a ref or even uh, just come close to one and touching them, I'd been kicked out of the game. And yeah. that's true, but what we're, we're, we're but evidently we don't have the same rules for White Hat. We we keep on taking strange. American football and ruining it. Yeah. I, I already right. I already have a hard time with it. Uh, it's kind of lost its its zeal for me. And part of it is like there was a day when you and now I'm about to go on a rant on the overall state of football. <laughs> so pardon me for this. But there was a time you were sitting in a stadium and a linebacker would come up and he would drill somebody on a perfect tackle a violent tackle, and the crowd would go crazy. Now the entire crowd, if it's your guy that got tackled, targeting! That was targeting! No. I'm telling you, man, that's targeting! Yeah, there was a day we celebrated what a, what a great tackle that was. Now we got people running down the field doing this, getting in front of people, shielding them. We're not even hitting people now on, on, on blocks. Oh, no. Look, look, you now, hit the look, back. look I'm a football player it. now. I'm a football player. And <laughs> I'm running around the I'm blo- yeah, you can't you can't and, do and the old. I mean, it's just got the old blindside blocked is no longer. Keep so, in mind, somebody hurt somebody's feelings, and we call a flag. Keep in mind, Rick, we're, this, we're ruining the game. Marsh has been doing this celebration the entire year. Anytime he does a sack, he does the roundhouse kick, and he kind of walks toward the sideline. And at no point has he ever been flagged until last night. That's just strange. That's just I, strange I mean, I don't know deal. if the referee the referee have a girlfriend that likes Marsh or. <laughs> It's weird.
check that one out. Bottom of the hour. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. And you're listening to Rick and Bubba, the sexiest two fat men in the world, y'all. They be giving up the phone. Let's go. 35 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, babble.com slash Bubba. Uh, A great way to learn a new language. Great way to learn a new language. A lot of fun for the family. Uh, Little bite-sized lessons. The number one selling language learning app. I want to learn a new language, Rick, but I just don't know if I can. Yeah, you can. You just use babble.com slash Bubba. Got a 20-day money-back guarantee, and we can save you up to 65% on your subscription to their scientifically proven method, uh, 15-minute lessons, perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Uh, if you've made this a goal or there's a need for you to do this, let Babbel get it done. B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Bubba to save that money. Uh, old Rick and Bubba always getting you a discount. Uh, you can also find a link to babble.com slash Bubba at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Babbel is language for life. Rick, so, did you know, uh, let me just mention this to you quickly. Okay. Did you know America's oldest gun maker, Remington, is moving its headquarters from upstate New York to gun-friendly Georgia? Well, they should. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to keep running a business in a state that tells me I'm evil for what we do. They say would it'll you, be, would you stay there? No. They say it'll be a hundred million dollar deal for Georgia. It will bring uh, eight hundred and fifty six jobs to the state, and this is six weeks after Smith and Wesson moved their headquarters from Massachusetts Look to out. Tennessee. Yep, Massachusetts. Say it again. Tennessee. Say it again. Mass <laughs> to Tennessee. You mass. <laughs> mass. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> That's one of those words that gets worse every time you yeah, try. Uh, to Jerry and Alabama. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Jerry, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. For the first time, I actually tried Rick and Bubba University. I've been a long-time listener, and I was working this weekend, and I didn't understand why y'all don't have to work on weekends if I do. <laughs> I've worked a lot of weekends, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I thought it was great. You interviewed a guy, uh, wrote a book called Atheism is Dead, as Rick said. Yep. <laughs> but it was a great, and I'm going to start listening to the Rick and Bubba University. It was very informative, and it was funny, too. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that very much. That's kind of a new endeavor for us. And I think, uh, Adler, I know we were getting close. Have we hit 100 episodes yet? Uh, you can find we get, we're over a hundred now, so you can find those archives um, uh, by just to go into wherever you get podcasts. They're all there, and also on our YouTube channel, they're all there too. And a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. we're in the top two hundred podcast in Uzbekistan. I know it. Bubba gives us an update uh, mm-hmm. periodically on how we're doing around the <laughs> all world. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're huge in Uzbekistan. That's right, John in Birmingham, one zero four seven WZZK. John, go ahead. Hey guys, um, you're talking about officiating, obviously. You know, the problem is it's so subjective. Yeah. I mean, when when NFL officials will tell you offensive holding takes place every every play. Every play. You know, then my question is, why, why aren't you calling it? And why do you decide when you call it and when you don't? Very subjective, very ambiguous. I've got an idea on how to, you know, we've all had teams that in a pivotal play, in a really big game, you get a, a call. And you think it's a bad call, it's a good call, bad call, I don't know. I say we get rid of it. 
no offensive holding, no pass interference, whatever goes, goes. And then we're not going to have to worry about that ever again. Now, it wouldn't have helped in Marsh's case, but in general, I think it sounds radical, but when you think about it, I think it would be good for football. Well, you'd have a hard time completing the pass if the defense can do anything they <laughs> yeah. want to. Maybe uh, just be well, – and it just depends on who it is. Again, it goes back to some let them play, some don't. I mean, but I guess if you allowed holding, then the offense does have they can they you know the offense that'd be tough if you could just tackle. If you just watch the well, offensive line, they hold holding. they hold every single play. Well, you can it, hold in here, you can't hold. Which out I here. don't have a problem with. Well, unless you have a rule that says no holding. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that's <laughs> if you're going. to – I get it. But what I mean, we're saying is we, we have don't a rule allow that certain says type it's of holding. Illegal to hold outside the frame of the box. Here's what I would do on the holding because right. the defensive linemen and the defensive players have become so athletic. Yeah, you can't block. But I'll go back to this. I have no problem, but again, it's back to consistency. Now, remember, deep down in every flawed human being is that that overwhelming sinful desire to be in charge. Well, yeah. I want to tell other people what to do. And if I can't get on a homeowner's association, maybe I can be a referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I want to be able to – I just mm-hmm. love the power of all this. I just love it. But what I'm saying is this. As long as you can say with your common sense – that tackle is holding. That defensive player would have never made the play. It's on the other side of the ball. It has no impact on the yardage yeah. that was just Don't achieved. Yeah. Don't call it. If it's I not agree. at the point of attack. Yeah. Just, so you can get a competitive advantage by the hold. Yeah. Don't call yeah. it. Don't say, well, that by the rule, that's holding. I got you. But, but it's all, I can live with that. I can live with that. Now, if there, you, if you some can, of the rules are ridiculous, and we've talked about this. If they would, if they would have maybe a 15- I'd say maybe even twenty percent rule reduction. I think it would make everybody's job easier. Right, the cor- and some of including them, the ref. The quarterback would have been sacked if you didn't hold penalty. Penalty. That back would have been tackled for a yard loss if you had not been holding penalty. penalty. But if it's over here, away from everything, and it has nothing to do with the play, th- that offense achieved that yardage by outsmarting the yeah. defense. W- would you, you? It didn't give you an unfair advantage. Would you go with me on this one that I've been uh, harping on for a long time? Delay a game. Don't stop the game. Let the play continue. After the play's over, take a timeout away from them until they're out. And if they have no timeouts, then you penalize them, whatever. That speeds the game up, Mm -hmm. keeps it moving. Another one that drives me crazy is when – you know, you have the receivers out here, and one will step forward, and the other one has to step back. On and off the line. Who cares? Who cares? Covered, uncovered. Who cares? Just look, line up anywhere you want to, and then run. Okay. Right. Who cares? Right. And and I'll tell you another one that's kind of on me, and y'all may disagree with this. Is lineman downfield? I I think that's just so ridiculous, and they get it wrong half the time I anyway. It. I know it. So yeah. I mean, if a lineman, because so many of them are run pass yeah. options now, the linemen don't know what's yeah, going I, on behind. I don't disagree really with you because I think the game has moved forward that the linemen where they are doesn't really matter. Yeah, just get rid of that, Bruce in I Nashville. Agree. I could fix some of this, Bruce. Go ahead. <laughs> Bubba, I wish they hey, did I hear a new character on the show, Upset Football Fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> targeting. It's targeting. Wasn't that targeting? <laughs> and the same people that complain when their their player gets called targeting. And oh, then yeah. they're screaming targeting the other one. Now we look for a target everywhere. That's targeting. It's got to be targeting. Can I tell you, I don't like the name targeting. Yeah. And I don't How like the symbol this? for it either. <laughs> when How about they punch this? Inside the head. Call it an illegal tackle. Going with that and and fifteen yards, nobody gets thrown out of the game. If we got to have it, let's do it. The that. game has changed so much, and I've said this to people who, hey man, you mind coming help us out a little bit? Uh, <laughs> first of all, I said if I stepped out on the field, I don't, I couldn't coach because the rules have changed so much. I don't know how to coach this. 
I don't know how to coach offensive linemen that catch and then try to move their hips. I don't know how to coach that. Uh, I don't know how to coach that kind of tackling. I, I, I don't have any idea how to do that. Uh, I couldn't. I, I don't know how to uh, on defensive line the way that, that uh, the, the way they play that now. That's not the way I would. The the the, the, game, the rules of the game. I become so old. The rules of the game are so far past me. I wouldn't have the ability to go. Some of the strategy. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Change. I think primarily to the athleticism of defensive players. Oh yeah. Everything that the I will blocking fast. and all that. Every fundamental thing that I would teach is against the rules. <laughs> you know. Different I mean, it's changed. Uh, you remember I got in a little bit of trouble with that with one of my kids when yeah, they had – I didn't realize that wasn't a rule anymore. Yeah. God never forget his face. Hey, thanks, Dad. Well, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, son. I didn't know. You asked me how to get a blocker off of you, and that's the way we got him off of you. Yep, yep. I didn't know that was against rules now. Yep, outlawed. But you know what? Thank if, you, Deacon Jones. If somebody grabs for their throat to live, they won't hold you anymore. That's right. That's the you know, to let go. Yeah, they, they can't help it. You know, it's it's an uncontrollable instinct. Uh, and, and, and I asked him. I said it did work, didn't he? He said it did, but it was 15 yards. And I said, but it did work. Let me ask you this, because the stiff arm, uh, people like Derrick Henry and a lot of the big oh, backs wow. have been so good. Can you arm bar somebody that's stiff arm? That is the was way to do it. You, that, grab, you grab their arm. Yeah, yeah, you, you, actually yeah, you, you, you can do it like that. Yeah, you can grab it. Yeah, and just yeah, tackle them by the arm. Did y'all see to. the video of the little league but kid? But it's not, it's not uh, what I'm trying to say. In, inherited to do that, you want to reach Instinct, for them yeah, exactly. instinctive, yeah. yeah. And right. you forget, you I got to. an arm here. If I tackle the arm, the body's going with it. Yeah, did you, you see go. that kid that stiff armed all the way down the field? Yeah, yeah. I did. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Ten minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big as a number. I can't all right, so Adler, Adler's found this Little League stiff arm thing. Uh, it was sent to me for Monday's show, and I forgot about it. And the quote was, Greg, they, they, they thought you would love this. So, you know, we, y'all were just talking about the day, the stiff arms, so that kind of brought it up. Oh, the stiff arms. Please listen to the audio and look at how many stiff arms this kid does down the field. <laughs> I mean, here, here it is. Watch this. There's one. Two. Oh, somebody told him the stiff arm did three, three, four, four five. five. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> this is the guy laughing. So is, is this Derrick Henry when he was like six? <laughs> Does anybody know? That's six stiff arms down the I mean, not kind of. He slung them down. Dude. <laughs> he let him have it. Well, players like that make you a real good coach at that age. Oh. You got him, you can just dominate. <laughs> and how about there was no recourse to tackling? Another one, another one. Gone. I like how the guy was filming gets tickled. <laughs> well, Greg, yeah, I mean, how can you watch that and not be tickled? Uh, all right, so uh, some things that we did not get in. Those of you that are concerned uh, about um, back to the 2A here and uh, in then video one, we'll do 2A first. Back to a lot of you that are out there filling up right now, and you keep saying, "What are we going to do about gas prices?" And, and is the Biden administration, you know, we've we've told you there's only so much an administration can do. If you want to lower gas prices, you you increase the supply, which means that that we we go back to you mean the pipelines he's been shutting yeah down? Do, doing this ourselves. Uh, you can lower the taxes on gasoline if yeah, you want. That to. ain't gonna happen. And you that, forget that. That's that. Happen. Ooh. But if you, you forget that. But, but just the appearance of there going to be more supply will immediately cause the prices to go down. So here's the spokesperson uh, that is uh, filling in right now as Saki recovers from COVID. 
uh, fully vaccinated, yeah. by the way. Right. Uh, here's here's the Biden administration spokesperson. Is it Corrine uh, Jean Pierre? I believe is her name. Uh, and she's uh, they're asking is she is Biden planning anything to help with the price of gasoline? Here we go. Okay, and on what the Secretary Granholm and what she was saying yesterday, what options besides tapping the Strategic Petroleum Reserve does the president have to counteract higher gas prices? So, um, you know, we've t- I've talked about this a couple of times. You know, we we have we don't have an announcement yet on anything uh, on anything to share at this time. Uh, you know, but we're we're monitoring it, right? We're monitoring the the prices, and we're making sure that we have tools in our tool belts that we can uh, we can uh, we can try and, and, and use. But at this, at this time, I don't maps. have anything new uh, to to share. Because Secretary Granholm has confirmed that is an option that's on the table, and the president has said there are other tools that he could potentially use. So, could you just lay out what those other options are that he's considering? So that I don't. Again, I don't. I don't have anything specific here. The president. <laughs> spoke mm-hmm. to this recently, uh, but he's also asked FTC to crack down on illegal pricing, right? That is one thing that he did on gouging in the market. Oh and oh FTC is Lord. responding, but also we're going to continue to monitor the situation gouging. and have That's a number it. of tools in our arsenal, as I just mentioned. I don't have anything specific. Well, I'll tell you, if you're gonna if you're gonna run in the gas wow. operators for gouging, you're gonna have to have a you're gonna need something bigger than Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> you better bar, you better block off Nevada. Like, once again they don't seem to understand the basic concepts Rick. of supply and demand. Well, Rick, if you've never had to deal with supply and demand, it sounds like a foreign language to you. I mean, if I'm a textbook liberal that's never run a lemonade stand, I got no idea what I'm talking about. You know how you can be ready when when uh, demand goes up is to be sure you got plenty of supply. Yeah, I mean, it all started day one right when there. Biden shut down the pipeline. That that yep. that sent a message. Yep. That we're not going to be energy independent, and that started the the beginning of the process going up. Yep. Now, is there more is there more uh, demand now? Yes, of course, than there were there was during the pandemic, yep. which helped drive it down. But see, that's just one of the variables. You have demand and you have supply, right? And that's you got to work both sides of that equation. If demand is up, guess what else you need up supply, uh, right? That keeps the prices down. All we have done is stop, stop, stop supply, quit drilling, shutting down. We're talking about shutting down another pipeline in Michigan right now. And it's not really as much the oil that flows through it as the the signal that it sends no, to people, it, and it, they panic. So then that causes the price of what they have to go up. Yeah, well, don't forget too, Bubba, if, I, if it's a world market and you're sending me the signal as one of my customers – that you're going to cut your supply off and yeah. you got to buy it from me? Well, I mean, you, again, you, it's, you've, it's, you've, you have no leverage. That's right. no, I, I mean, none. If all of these people had spent one summer working a lemonade stand, they'd have a better view of this. Also, but, uh, but yet they're making decisions on billion dollar industries that I don't think they have a clue what they're doing. If they are, they're, they're, they're disguising it better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, if you're ready for the next one, hang on for this in the fake world that we're living in. Pete Buttigieg, remember, that was on maternity leave while our supply and demand was uh, in, in disarray, and we had ships out in the harbor that couldn't get in. Uh, the person is supposed to be overseeing all that. Uh, he was out on maternity leave. Um, he and his husband or which one? I don't know. Whatever. Which one, whatever the what, what the situation is there. What If but, there's but, anybody that really, really did need the time off, it was him. Yeah. So now uh, Buttigieg is going to be asked to explain to us 
how roads are racist. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Yeah, Road, I've heard this Road, story before. Are. Roads are racist, and we're going to ask mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg to unpack that for us. Here, here we go. You give us the construct of how you will deconstruct the racism that was built into the roadways that you talked you that Rio earlier when you broke that information with us. Can you talk to us about how that could be deconstructed? For sure, yeah. So you know, the principle of Justice 40 is that at least 40% of the clean investments in this bill will go to benefit the communities that are overburned, overburdened and, and underserved. So part one of that is defining those those investments that are eligible, and that's a lot of it, and we're working to map out kind of program by program, mode by mode, uh, what would qualify. For example, if we're uh, buying clean buses, right, how do we make sure in terms of where those buses go? But also looking at the business opportunity, the jobs that are going to be created, the businesses that, that uh, will have a chance to compete uh, for, for the business opportunities it creates. That, too, I think is a very important element of equity here that's in the spirit of Justice 40. And, again, we have a lot of guidance and oversight from the White House since that's an administration-wide initiative. But we know that we've got to build our own internal uh, kind of ways of, of uh, aligning and defining that inside. Mm. I don't even know what uh, I, Did he say anything? No. No. I heard a clean bus sitting there somewhere, yeah. whatever that is. Um, you talking about just throwing a bunch of words together to sound smart. Well, the he question. He said equity, so that's good. He said equity. Oh, he that's did. Great. You're right. Yeah, Ad- equity. Ad- equity Ad- as long as he uh, says equity, equity, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah equity. Yeah. 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 The, uh, mm, Jimmy. Don't forget yeah. the original question. Can you give us the construct of how you would deconstruct the racism that was built into the road. I, I think I like that question as much as anything. In that. Well, you, how will you construct to deconstruct? And you I, were going to use the word construct one way or the other, wasn't you? I mean, it was going to be in there. Well, by the way, uh, the, the racism that was built into the roadways. Yeah, and Rick, this this is a concept where uh, the argument is that that interstates were put through poor neighborhoods because the land was cheaper and they didn't want yeah. to disrupt uh, uh, wealthier neighborhoods, so thus everything went through poor, underserved neighborhoods. Uh, and I'm sure there was some of that going on, but that is not really the whole picture. Uh, a lot of times the interstates were just on roads that were already roads that were made into the interstate, especially in the city. Um, and also a lot of times they go through the downtown area, which is an urban area usually, and uh, a lot of people that uh, had the means and the money moved into the burbs and uh, didn't want to be around the noise of the interstate. So it wasn't intentionally done. I think it, some of it uh, looks that way now, but I don't, I don't think it was a, an evil plan for the most part. No, and it seems like if you want to talk about you know, the, the different classes in our society, does anybody ever get get tired of the fact that anytime we talk about something that is a, a poor neighborhood or something like that, that that always means that people of color are there? That that somehow there's just no there's no way for people of color to to move and live where they want to live. It's all, no one of any other. It, it, white people don't have that problem. Um, it seems like a lot of this is a little more to do. Um, it doesn't seem to be about ethnicity. Yeah, there's, it's always a chip in the game for something. Right. It's just, so kind of wore out. But Booty Jags on it, so y'all. He's don't worry. got it. Yeah, he's Bubba, got it. Rick and Bubba.